Good morning. It is Danger Dan here in the talk shop back in Texas. I got a great show for you today. I, uh, man, I met a rad dude in Columbia who flew down from Oregon and was pedaling his bicycle around the country. And uh, what a fucking rad dude. And we got to meet up, sit down, and record a podcast. Now, the guy's. He's traveled in multiple other countries, mainly on motorcycles, but this happened to be his first trip abroad on a bicycle. And uh, what a great perspective. And the timing of us meeting the first day was like, dude, it was paramount to my experience uh, that day. So thank you, Sean. And man, I can't wait to uh, catch up. He is currently, or I'll give, I'll give you an update as to where he's at now. At the end of the show. So let's get into it. All right, dude, I got some sweet shit for you today. Um, First off, Sturgis is right around the corner and there is a bunch of shit going on. I recently did a podcast with Jeremy Prack last night. I'll put that out soon. And uh, he follow Flat Out Friday because he is. He says he's going to put together a list of everything going on, not just the shit that he's involved with, but everything he thinks you should be aware of that's happening in Sturgis. I'm going to narrow it down to where I'm going to be uh, as of this moment. Uh, Saturday, the first Saturday, I think it's the 7th, I will be – at the Harley booth in Deadwood doing a Chopper show with Chopper's Magazine. That's right. And we will be doing the infamous kickstart competition coined by my bud, Kirk Sharp. Uh, as you saw it in Daytona, if you were at that show, we will be doing it again in Sturgis. Uh, Monday and Tuesday, I will be at the Jack Pine Gypsy Short Track. Uh, with Jeremy Prack and the Flat Out Friday Mama Tried guys for the American Hooligan National World Champion event. There's going to be an event called the Spec. What is it? Danger Dan Spectator TT. That's right. Whatever bike you brought to ride the Black Hills with, come down and race the track with me. It's going to be fucking sick. So, you know. Get your shit together. I'll be on the chopper. There's going to be a little jump, and the track is sick. And, you know, you don't have to be out there all day long. Just show up right as the sun's going down, and we'll get on the track and have some fun. So follow Flat Out Friday for more information. Chopper's Magazine. Dude, it's going to be a bitchin' fucking show. Uh, dude, I got fucking dogs all over the place today. Um. Yeah, I'm, I'm stoked about Sturgis. I uh, I told my wife I wasn't going to go a while back because I've been fucking, I've been in South America and I'm going back not long after Sturgis, but I was like, I had to break the news to her yesterday. I was like, I can't not go. It's just not going to fucking happen. I just won't feel right about myself. Uh, if you're going to get to Sturgis early, uh, Prism Supply is doing a pool party on Sunday. Lead Sled Sportster Showdown is on Tuesday. Uh, there's going to be pool parties every day, whether it's at the fucking full throttle with Mama Tried, fellas, or 
Uh, what's his name? Ricky Bongos is doing one. Shit, he sent me the info. I, I'm sure he's so stoked that I'm just not telling you all the information on his event. But I think it's Wednesday. He's having a belly flop competition. Uh, and, you know, I'm sure Cycle Source will be doing shows all week long everywhere. You got uh, South Dakota Joe. I'm sure he's doing his FXR show on, I think it's Wednesday is when that happens. You know, the Parowitz will do their paint show. Dude, Sturgis has got so much shit going on. I was also told that Rob Zombie is playing on Monday night. Get the fuck out of here. So that's sick. Um, and Snoop Dogg's playing. I mean, <laughs> Sturgis 2022. Get in where you fit in. Uh, later on in August, if you're not a big Sturgis person, but you want to see some choppers and, you know, Fuck, there's a show. August 26th is, dude, did I even say that right? Is it August 26th? The Virginia City Roundup in Virginia City. Chopper's Magazine, FXR Bazaar. August 26th and 27th. Nailed it. Uh, super rad event. Dude, they're going to be riding bulls. Uh Dude, they're going to be jumping on fucking bulls. This is going to be a wild fucking show. They got invited builders. Sean just finished up his, you know, the Pan America in the FXR build, uh, the one I roasted a while back, uh, who ended up being a super rad dude, which, you know, I never thought he wasn't. Uh, but, I, you know, the, the, the revolution Pan American motor in the FXR has grown on me. Um, dude, it's going to be sick. So... Uh, like I said, I've got tickets to give away, and each person that wins tickets will be able to get a Virginia City banger <clears throat> from Tony Medellin, a banger, a tattoo. You'll be able to get a tattoo from Tony Medellin, and we're going to give away our first set of tickets right the fuck now. 34! Who is the lucky person? Travis Buchanan. Travis Buchanan out of Fredericksburg, Virginia. Dude, you're going to have to drive a long way to get this, or you're going to have to ride your chopper a long way to get this tattoo. Trust me, it's going to be worth it. Uh, Travis, thank you for contributing to the show. I'll make sure a prize pack gets sent your way. I've got your address. Contact me if this is not the right address. Uh, check out Virginia City Roundup on the Gram, Chopper's Magazine for all the information you need. Uh, dude, what else is going on, man? Uh, it's fucking hot. Um, you know, that's pretty consistent. I mean, if you live in Texas, it's fucking warm right now. But you got to get out and just embrace it. That's it. You know, Oliver Peck taught me a long time ago. You just got to embrace the heat. You can't fucking complain about it. You just got to enjoy it. So... Yeah, get out there and sweat. It's good for you. Um, seemed like there was some other shit I was going to tell you. Oh, mcshoptees.com, your T-shirt of the month club. The only way to support every local motorcycle shop, dude. That's right. Now, last month, we did a Danger Dan's Talk Shop T-shirt, the Danger Dan American Highway. Dude, I hope you were signed up. Uh, this month's shirt, man, we went on an Epic chopper trip uh, before I went to South America. Uh, Kickstart Mike's dream trip. And, you know, wouldn't you know, some of the choppers broke down and we needed a shop. And we found this place called George's. Uh, the 
Dude, I don't. That's probably not what it's called. What is that fucking place called? George. I think it's George's Motorcycle Shop Montrose, dude. Let's see. George's Motorcycle Shop. Yeah, George's Shop Montrose. George's Cycles Montrose. Dude, rad, dude. And while I was in there, I mean, the guy fucking stopped what he was doing and just did everything he could to get us all back on the road. We set up shop, pulled out the disco, cooked up breakfast, served it to everybody. And I found a photo inside the shop, and Lee Bullock had painted George on one of his motorcycles. So, dude, I had Lulu of the Black Sheep, you know. Actually, I hit up Al, and Al was like, fucking, this is a job for Lulu. And uh, she kind of put it together in a T-shirt format, and we fucking printed it on shirts and sent them out. And they are, they've already started arriving, so you should be expecting a T-shirt before the week is over if you are a subscriber. If not, go to mcshoptees.com right now. The only way to get these shirts. You can't buy them individually. Sign up. We support small shops all over the country, sometimes outside of the country. It's a rad fucking thing, man. Uh, dude, that's, that's fucking beautiful, right? Uh, have you got the new Choppers magazine? Have you read which which article is in there? Uh, oh yeah, the the Mint Four Hundred, No Country for Old Bikes. The next Choppers magazine actually has the article about the Kickstart Mike's dream trip, or does it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what's next. And uh, you know how we met George from Montrose, and dude, how he helped us get our shit back on the road. Fuck, I hope I talked about that in the article. <laughs> I don't know that I even did. Oh, my gosh. Hey, I'm still getting, you know, used to this writing thing. And I got a lot of writing to do, a lot of writing I've done. And uh, all the Chopper stuff is coming out in Chopper's magazine. There's a new mag called Living Mag. We're going to be doing a lot of the Pan America, Danger Dan American Highway stuff in there. So make sure you're plugged in. You can follow me on the gram at Danger Danimal. And uh, at MC Shop Tees. And right now, you can also follow at Sean Dronia. Now, Sean, he takes really good photos, and he's a good writer. Um, you can follow along the stuff that he learned about and saw in Colombia on his gram at Sean Dronia. And I suggest doing that. It's a bunch of sweet shit. So let's get into this podcast, this poolside, riverside podcast. Right, so like I was saying. Juiced up. I like to put cigars in my mouth while I'm on the plane. And just suck on them. Just suck on those big brown. <laughs> Pretend like you're smoking it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it does. It like helps with, and it's also like the fucking, not, they don't make me wear a mask too. If I have a cigar in my mouth, they quit asking me to put my mask Even in back Colum over my face. Where though? So I feel like in America you can fly without a mask right oh, now. Oh yeah, no, that was in uh But in Colombia you can't. Cuz I literally like as soon as we crossed into like Colombian airspace or like Okay, when I started on. this before that. Yeah, right. But I, and I did it in Colombia with ease. And they didn't make you wear a mask. No. Dope. No, good they trick. were being really good. anal about it. Oh, too, I, at bet, first. I bet you were pissing everyone off, and, dude. Well, and they went to put the cigar in. No, it was like <laughs> yeah. oh, okay. They, you know, it's like, I guess like drinking a drink. You know, if you're drinking something, you don't have to have it on. Yeah, but they just didn't know that at first. They're like, what the fuck is this guy doing? And then they're like, oh, all right. He's just like sucking on big brown cigars. I guess that's how they do it in America, you know? That's how I was doing it, for sure. <laughs> so Sean Dronia. That's me. 
we're redoing the intro in case everybody's nobody nobody's even, nobody has any idea. Yeah, I just butchered the intro. Uh, but yeah, I met Sean in a small town yesterday in Colombia on a pedal bike. I was outside trying to like talk with some dude. Actually, the guy was begging me for money, really. Yeah. And you rolled by and you were like Texas, and I heard that American voice, yeah, and I yeah. was like, Whoa, stop, <laughs> stop, <laughs> yeah, 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 stop. I can talk to you. Yeah. And then uh, we tried to meet up yesterday, but you had a, you were very ambitious. I was a little ambitious, yeah. You were ambitious. I didn't know that big hill was going to be there. If that hill wasn't there, I would have made it. Mm-hmm. But that hill was fucking huge, and I had to climb that whole fucking thing. And I was running out of daylight, so I had to call it. Yeah. I had to call it. Um, but no, running into you yesterday like, changed the trajectory of my day for the better because I was, I was not in a great place. I wasn't in like a bad place, but I just wasn't like, you know, I wasn't enjoying rolling through Columbia at that point. Yeah. Because... <clears throat> getting my bike here like that morning so so before I met you before that day my bike was in Panama and like the day before the day before the day before yeah yeah um yeah so I rode down there weeks ago the bike's been there for like four weeks but I flew home and I met a guy named Alejandro because my friend Rob Rouser put me in touch with this guy and he has a company called Overland Embassy and he I didn't know the extent of what he could do, but I knew he could help. And the first idea was to throw it on a boat and it would take, he was like, you'll, you'll be without your bike for 12 days. And I'm like, that's terrible, you know? And it was like 500 bucks. Now, yep. And so he asked me what I thought about that. We were communicating via email or WhatsApp. And I was like, yeah, that's, I'm gonna look at other options to fly it or something else. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, we can fly it too. And I was like, okay, well, what are the, what's the, what's the uh, you know, the tell cost. me the details. Yeah, he was yeah. like, 11 it was like 1075 and I'd be without my bike for two days and I was like dude I'll spend five hundred dollars in 12 days waiting on my motorcycle yeah you You will like yeah you will so let's do it but even then I was like I gave him a deposit which was like 150 bucks and I was still like that's that was still plan b I was like I still want to go down there and find like a pirate you know yeah yeah because just on the fly just figure it out his ship option was like yeah, where I'm not with my bike. So if I could go find somebody and pay them a thousand bucks for a ride over, that's what I wanted to do. So that's what I came back with the intent of doing. I had to come back seven days before the flight to extend my uh, vehicle permit. Wait, you fly into Panama City? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so I did that. And then I was like, you know, I can either go straight to the ports and start looking around, talking to people. Um, but I was like, fuck, I want to go to the end of the, I want to go to where the road is. Like, I want to see, you know, the Darien Gap, you know, uh, yeah. that nobody yeah, goes straight across. Up. Straight up. So before I did that, I went by Overland Embassy and talked to Alejandro, made sure all the paperwork was ready. That way, if I showed up at the last minute, you know, everything was ready to go. And I told him what I was thinking about doing. He gave me a couple other places to go. And I'm fucking so glad he did because he sent me on a fucking... And I guess he's been paying attention to the podcast. So he was like, oh, I see you like adventure. Yeah, I got yeah. some places for you. Dude, so first I went to the Darien. And the Darien was so fucking interesting. Uh, yeah, you went to the end of the, the Pan Am Highway. Mm-hmm. Route, it's Route 1. Yeah, yeah. It went it. right to the edge there. And there's a little town there or something like that. Yaviza. Yeah. What is it called? Yaviza. Yaviza. And... Uh, Real dirty town. It's crazy how, like, I mean, it just gets dirtier as you go down there. It's a wild and place, man. It's a wild fucking place down I there. I thought it was going to be like a market, almost. Yeah. Like, where 
the Indians come in from the jungle and trade for goods. Yeah. I didn't see that. That was like mm. the first place people started begging. I don't think people live in the fucking jungle there. Maybe some people, oh, there's but... there's people that live down there for sure. Yeah? But not as much as I thought I would. Right, think. right, right. And there's a lot of migrants coming up. And I couldn't see mm. or tell who... Everybody I saw down there looked like they were living there. Mm. And it, you know, not a lot of pride in their, yeah. their situation. Just, yeah. The town's going down. What's funny is on the way down there, I talked to a couple people, told them I was going, and they were like... Why would you? Why go, the fuck would you want to go? Yeah, go what the there? fuck yeah. are you talking like, about? I thought it was going to be a cool town. It wasn't much to see, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Alejandro said there was a barge I could put my bike on and go across the river. You know, and there's some roads over there I could walk across the bridge. But I got down there. I saw the end of the road from Alaska sign, and oh my, that's that's, that's plenty, it. Plenty. I bought a fucking belt. Bought two belts. I bought a pair of sandals. And, belts uh, for your motorcycle or for no, no, I no fucking like belts wearing, from wearing, a saddle yeah, shop. Yeah. And I was like, I need to take, I need yeah. to bring something from the jungle, you know. Uh, so then on the way back, he told me to go by this place uh, called. Oh wait, wait! On the way there, dude, I'm fucking rolling, and I see this big old statue of a dirt bike on the side of the road, like a big bronze statue, and I'm like, that's fucking sick. And immediately I whip in there, and as, immediately as I turn in there, I realize. This is like a cop spot. Yeah. And dude fucking rolls out fucking pistol in hand immediately as I pull up in there on my bike. Which I don't blame him, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. He's like, who the fuck is this? Yeah, who on? the fuck is this? Yeah. Another guy's peeking out the door, like using it as cover. Yeah. And I'm like, fucking turn okay, the, well, turn the bike off. Tranquilo. <laughs> I've said tranquilo to <laughs> yeah. more than they've said it to me. Uh, so, you know, I start talking. He can't understand me. I can't understand him. Yeah, yeah. Finally, I'm like, can, I'm like, can I take a picture? And he says something to the guy behind him. He runs inside, and I'm like, fuck. Yep. That's a big deal, taking and a picture goes, of that shit. And he yeah. goes, yeah, just don't take a picture of me. So I took a picture of their fucking big emblem, and it's a the emblem is like a dude on a bike. You know, they ride two up, right? Yeah. So the dude's on the bike driving it, and the guy behind him is standing on the seat with a fucking gun in his hand. Badass, dude, cowboy. It's so sick, yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. Wait, so like, wait, do you speak Spanish, though? Is it, were you t speaking in English or Spanish? No, I don't, you, don't speak You don't speak any Spanish? Spanish. I yeah. mean, like, Me muy neither. poco. Yeah. Un, yeah, un poco. Yeah, that's what I, yeah. <laughs> Mi español no, no bueno. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it was cool seeing those guys and like, and then seeing them all through the Darien. You know, it's crazy how many cops are down. I guess not crazy, but I don't know. I, I guess since it is a known outlaw, you know, they're just smuggling drugs and guns yeah. and people are coming <clears throat> Yeah, it's, up. It's, a, it's a bad area, man. Mm -hmm. There's like some shady shit that goes down in, near the jungle there. So, dude, it gets even better. So I did a podcast with Alejandro finally, like the night before I flew here. He's got a guy. He's got a guy, you pay him. He's got five Indians on this side and five Indians on the Colombian side. Everything's legit. You have to get your embassy to sign off and he will take you and your fucking motorcycle through, through the, the gap. Through the gap. I know, that's, that's, that's actually quite an adventure from the sound of it. Yeah. Sounds, did, you, did, did you do that? No, no. No, I mean, you didn't no. do that. But dude, but, that would be fucking crazy. I've, I've only heard of a handful, like small handful of yeah, people I know ever one guy that done did it. it. Yeah. But it's fucking dangerous in there. Not even, not even like because of people or rebels or outlaws, or whatever. But it's the fucking it plants is, and animals and insects. It is that. So that that the isthmus, right? That narrow stretch between you know Middle America and South America, is maybe like 30, 40 miles wide. Um, you know, between the Pacific and the Atlantic, right there. Yeah. Or the Caribbean. It is one of the densest, most dangerous jungles in the entire world. 
just that stretch to go from one side the first time that uh, i think the navy back in like the 1870s first tried to make a map of the darien gap as they were trying to like figure out how to maybe do like the uh the panama canal through there i think they went in with a team of like you know 300 people something like that like a huge huge squad it was a lot of people maybe not quite that many but it was a lot but only like a hundred made it in the 1800s in the 1870s it was the navy oh my yeah they tried to go through and they uh a lot of people died just you know they got lost they uh they, uh, they all got malaria they all got yellow fever they were getting bit by poisonous spiders it was humid they're all getting like sick you know it was really bad the clothes were literally like falling off of their backs man like rotting off their backs you know, and they, they insane, it took them, it took them over a month to get 30 miles, and they came out on the other side. We're like, no. It's no joke up in there, man. It is. It really is. And uh, it's deceiving, right? Because on the road that you get to, you know, the Panama Highway, mm -hmm. Pan American Highway down there, since there's a road there, it's developed on the sides. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, there's farmland. They've done a lot of clearing, you know. Mm -hmm. So, you know, me going down there, I'm like, man, this looks... This looks, I think I could do this. This you is know? fine, oh, yeah. This. But you know, I, I know that it's way more than that, but it, you know, there's like a, a spot like 30 miles before the road ends where you have to sign in, like where they're like, not just look at your iPassport, like they write your name down mm -hmm, at the time yeah. that you came through so that they know if you come back or if you yeah, don't come totally, back. Yeah, totally, totally. So it was pretty, uh, you know, I don't know. It's, it's wild. It it's was wild. wild. It's I'm wild. glad it's that wild. I did that. I'm glad yeah, yeah. that I didn't go fuck around at the ports. And, yeah. I mean, because really fucking sailing on a boat with my bike, like, I don't know. I definitely wouldn't have enjoyed it that. I mean, I guess if it would have been the right boat, you know, where it's mm -hmm. like strapped down perfectly where I don't have to worry about it and I can lay in a hammock, yeah. you know, sail across the Caribbean. Yeah, but it wasn't like that. Well, I didn't, you know, yeah. I bet it could be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think there was a chance. There's, there's fucking people all over the world. They retire and buy a sailing boat yeah. and go around. And yeah. I imagine that there's probably some of those people there, and there's probably some fucking, I don't know, some younger dude that retired early, got a boat, and he's kind of bored of it now, and some dude rolls up on a Harley, and yeah. he's like, hey, will you help me with a mission? Yeah. He's probably like, yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah. Let's go, dude. Yeah. Some homie. Go buy some, some booze and some food, and let's yeah. go. Yeah. Yeah, why not? He's got nothing else to do today I mean, except go fishing. Yeah, he's probably, <laughs> you, know? you know, he's been fucking the same lady on the same boat forever. You know? like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Who knows? Like, there could have been a circumstance where could, I rolled oh, there up. There is a circumstance. You just got to find it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I could have spent time doing that, but I'm glad what I did. Yeah, I, totally. Go totally. to your visa. So then this other place he tells me about, or called Kalu, Kalu Yala. Kalu Yala? Apparently there's a Vice documentary about this place I didn't know about. I told mm. a friend. He was like, oh, I've seen the documentary on Vice. Interesting. And it's like a, the dude's trying to build like a community in the jungle where like, I mean, you can, you can pay him to build a like self-sustaining house or off the grid. It's all like solar generated, but it's like a yoga retreat, real like hipster, you know, Instagram fucking TikTok shit, you know? Like, For gringos. Yeah, yeah. big time. Big mm. time. It's a gringo that came down. His name, I don't know exactly who, I think it was Jimmy. Jimmy's the guy I met that owns it now. I assume it's the same guy. But, you know, you go there, and there's, like, flyers on the wall of, like... So this was pre-COVID. So since COVID happened, it's not that at all. It's just some stoners working at this cool <laughs> fucking spot, dude. Yeah. For 60 Post bucks. They, Post it up. They made me yeah. fruit fucking rum drinks for 12 hours, two meals, and gave me a, 
a fucking a bed in a tree to sleep in for 60 bucks. I was like, dope. Sick. Dope. But that was, and dude, getting there, I would have stayed there two nights because I had two nights to burn, but dude, the road getting there was fucking gnarly as shit. And it was fucking way, I mean, steep, steep, steep downhill. And then there was this big river crossing at the bottom. And it's like, there's this rain clouds. It's like rainy season there. I'm like, one rain and I'd have been stuck there. And then I wouldn't have been able to get to the boat yeah. or the plane, you yeah. know? Like, so I stayed one night and got the fuck out of there. And I had fuck, I had a ton of fun, dude. We, and so where, this is how far from Panama City is this place? Dude, it's only like an hour. Yeah. Yeah, south. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like east, really. Yeah. But yeah, south. How far south is the end of the Pan Am Highway from Panama City? Like four hours. Four hours. I didn't think it was that far. Damn. Maybe, yeah, about four Something hours. Something like yeah. that, yeah. Dude, the road's fucked. Yeah, it's Okay, fucked. that's another thing. So this road, and I talked to a guy at the Harley dealership. I told him I wanted to do this, and he was like, you're retarded. <laughs> He's like, even on your fucking adventure bike, yeah. the road is fucked. And I'm like, dude, it can't, yeah, whatever. The road's fucked. Yeah. It is. It is totally fucked. <laughs> you go down there a ways, and it's like decent, and it's all patched up, and I'm like, I thought that's what he was talking about. I'm like, oh, dude, this is going to be nothing. And then all of a sudden, it is fucked. It goes, like, transitions to, like, gravel and then just... And it's never, like, full-on dirt road. It's always, like, at least some blacktop, so there's those big lips and giant fucking potholes. Yeah. I think, honestly, the water in them saved me. Like, because I could see that water reflection early. Oh, yeah. You so when I'm standing up, I could, it. like, yeah, yeah. It was helping a lot. That's dude. a big bike to, to be navigating that shit, too. Oh, it's not a small fucking, motorcycle. I was passing everybody. Yeah, dude. of course. You're just rapping, rapping. So, and I, you know, I kept slowing down for the cops at first, and then I'm like, whatever. Yeah. But then all of a sudden, the last, like, 60 miles, perfect, fresh, black, black top. The last 60 miles, really? Yeah. Hmm. All the way to your visa. It's like, Butter, dude. I'm like, what in the fuck? <laughs> that was wild. <laughs> so then I go back to the city, and I hit up this guy, dude, Juan, and Muertos Vivos on the Instagram, and uh, he's we got mutual friends in California, and the friends that we have, they're fucking some of my favorite people on the planet, and they are wild as fuck. And I was like. I was kind of hesitant to call this guy. I'm like, dude, what kind of trouble are we going to get into? Oh, wait, before I met him, I went to this dude, uh, Diego's shop. He's got a motorcycle shop. Mm -hmm. We did a podcast, and then he took me on a, a ride to, like, uh, the camp, the base, the army, old army base, like the old ghost town from, like, the 1940s, dude. All the fucking houses that they used to live in. We went to these underground bunkers and shit. He started trying to break locks, and I'm like, hey, bud, you know, I'm an American down here. Like, I don't need to... We don't need to be breaking into yeah, the fucking straight army up. base. Straight dude. up. Like, tranquilo, man. Tranquilo. Tranquilo. <laughs> uh, but that was cool. And then, but then I call up fucking Juan. And Juan, dude, we went hard, dude. We fucking, we started drinking vodka early in the afternoon, just walking around town. He's like a, he works for a dude who owns a bunch of properties. And, uh. Oh, man, we had a killer time. Fucking cooked steaks. He didn't have a grill, so we just, like, put charcoal on the ground and stacked some rocks up. And, dude, I met his friends. Dude, I got to do some Panamanian <clears throat> shit, you know, with with some locals. It was really yeah. fucking cool. Bunch of musicians, too. Yeah, yeah, totally. So that was rad. And then the next day, just getting my bike, like, 
processed and loaded took fucking, I don't know, four or five hours. Nah, maybe not that long. You take the, you, uh, you left the crates on it, the cargo. Yeah, they wrapped it up. Yeah. You know, it was more just like sit and wait, you know, like yeah. there wasn't much to do. They fucking, I literally just left it on the center stand and they did the rest. On the center stand, yeah. And had to go do all the paperwork. They strapped it down, fucking. Uh, yeah, they put it on the plane. I mean, put a, I just put it in a box. They, they, they crate it or they put it in a crate? They or? said they were going to crate it. Yeah. I would imagine they didn't, but. I don't know. But it came out all right on the other side. Not a ding, not a scratch. I mean, it's hard to tell because I got a bunch of dings and scratches on it. Flames are still on it, so it's all good. I didn't even look. As long as the flames are still on it, dude, I was so happy to see it. So I flew to fucking uh, Bogota. Yeah. And I had a night without the bike. I could go pick it up the next morning. And, dude, so I went to a fucking hostel that he had told me about, Alejandro. Alejandro really fucking... He hooked that it up. That dude is... He hooked it up. Well, and finally getting to sit down and talk to him, he's capable of so much. The shop is like, it's a hub for people, you know, coming across from Columbia or going to Columbia, like a place to stop and work. He's got showers. He's got a shop, tools, like, you know, he fixes people. If you can't do it, he's got mechanics or he's got a body shop. Like, they're mm-hmm. doing all sorts of shit over there, which mm-hmm. is really rad. And facilitating... Not just shipping to Colombia, but to fucking Japan or Russia or, you know, wherever. Probably not Russia right now, but, <laughs> right. you know. Right, wherever, yeah. Yeah, so he told me to go to this fucking hostel, Salinas. Salinas Hostel. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. You know these? I think it's a chain. It is a chain, yeah. yeah. Dude, and I can't normally stay at hostels because parking. Right. Most hostels just don't have parking, right. you know? Like, some of them you can pull inside, but... I, I yeah, just, most of them are for backpackers. Exactly. You know, they don't have fucking cars or motorcycles exactly. or whatever. So I wanted to take advantage of not having my bike. Went there, met some rad people uh, from Australia. Fuck, I met a guy from, uh, oh, Beirut, not Beirut, Budapest. Budapest. Never met anybody from Budapest before. He's a super rad dude. And he's been leaving in Medellin for the past six months going to school. Yeah. He came to Bogota, got fucking robbed right before his flight, dude. Shitty. Fucking knife pulled. Fucking, you know how people wear their fucking fanny pack right across your chest yeah. with all their important shit in it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, That's they were just target. like, yeah. give me that. Give me that thing. <laughs> yeah, totally. So he lost all of his money, all of his fucking paperwork, yep. visa, yep. everything's passport, it's all gone. So he was waiting on that shit to get cleared. He was flying back. Oh, passport, too. That's the worst, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> That's, like, worse than the money. Yeah. That's oh, worse yeah, than the money. Dude. Yeah, he did. I mean, at the end of six months, he probably didn't have a lot of cash money that he was rolling around right, with. Right, right. Uh, but that was cool. The hostel, that was my first hostel experience, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, these hotel. we're not going to hang out in these hotel rooms. Dude, it's, know, the, like, it's totally different. A hostel, man, that's such a, it's a way more social experience being mm-hmm. in a hostel. And, you know, you're not just talking to a Spanish receptionist. You can't understand the language. You know, you say, oh, you know, uno uh, habitacion, you know, and then get a room and then chill out. It's more like you walk in and there's like a bunch of, everyone speaks English. Dude, you know? and this place yeah. was set <laughs> so up. It had dude, like everyone a wants to meet of, each other. It had bars everywhere, fucking like chill spaces, yeah. a pool yeah. table. I know where it is. I, I pass by it. I, in Bogota, I know exactly what you're talking about. In Bogota. Oh, there's three of them. So were you in the Candelaria? 
one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw, I saw that no one. No shit. Yeah, yeah. That's where I stayed a few blocks away from there. No shit. Yeah. That was a great area, right? La Candelaria is, is really, it's muy bueno. Dude, there was yeah. fucking, did you go looking at all the shit for sale everywhere? Of course, man. The Dude, Septima, the, the market. Were so, downtown, they, they just yeah. kept going and going, too. Yep, yep, yep. You that was cool. Anything you want, man. It's hilarious, too, because when you walk down the market and people are, have their blankets out, they're selling, you know, one after another, someone with their blanket out just hanging out, selling shit. And some of the shit you look at and you're just like, oh, yeah, okay, here's like bicycle parts, like here's some like bags, handmade bags. And then you start looking at other stuff and then it's just like, random shit like like stuff they found on the street and just like picked up yeah. and just like put like on I this blanket plumbing parts out there Pl- plumbing parts but not even like do baby doll parts like the, <laughs> a baby doll like the arm or like a baby doll like head you know what i mean like you can make your own baby i don't know what their you know intention is but it's just like that they'll sell like oh i found like a fucking old fork on the ground this is you know mm-hmm. they'll sell shit like that whatever they find they'll just put on on a blanket and did and, you buy anything down there yeah, I probably bought like several baby doll parts. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, just to have with me for you know, you know, just, just in case in I case. need them. You know, just in case, you know. Oh, dude, you should strap them to the bike for sure. <laughs> yeah, oh, really? Baby head right out. No one's gonna rob me, dude. If I just have like a creepy baby doll, just yeah. Like, how do they feel about black jet. magic around here? Black magic. Are they even familiar with that? No. You know, like fucking voodoo shit, like in Louisiana. Well, I don't know. They probably think it's a little. Yeah. Weird, I haven't Stay seen away the, from yeah, it. Yeah, probably, yeah. Look at this fucking gringo. Yeah, it's gringo. I, I thought that was, there was some really cool shit. I bought a, a handbag and I bought some fucking crystals. Yeah, I got some good some stuff. Some of the emeralds, like the green emeralds? No, like fucking, fucking cr- crystal. Yeah, yeah. My wife's a witch, so oh, okay. if I find crystals, I buy them She's for She's into it, yeah. Oh, yeah, she goes, Yeah, well, it's funny, I shit. can't, you know, being on the bike, it's, I have to be pretty selective about what I buy. You yeah, know? you're on a bicycle. Yeah, a bicycle. Let's make that clear. He's on yeah, a bicycle, Bicycle, dude. yes. Like, yeah. Fucking pedal power, pedal power. Dude, he's got a trailer for his balls running right behind <laughs> yeah. him, Yeah, no, so it's like everything I buy, you know, I got to look at this and be like, I got to haul this thing. I got to pedal this thing under my own power for thousands of miles. Dude, after we <laughs> talked yesterday and we were like, we're going to meet at, you know, Cambau, I was like, did I really just agree to meet a guy on a bicycle down the road? <laughs> you'll be waiting. You'll be waiting. But I'll get oh, there. So, but you fucking, even when I left there after putting my gear on, you were already way down the fucking road. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. This, I'm I will because I saw out. you and you were trying to tell me about how, uh, some pork chop you got or something like that, which <laughs> I was like, cool, but I got to, dude, I got to <laughs> I got to roll, bro. Like, if we're going to go to Kembao, I think that, I can do it, but I got to fucking go. pork chop was so good. <laughs> So yeah, good. and that was my first day out of Bogota. Mm-hmm. That was my first day out so of Bogota. So that morning, let me tell you, so I get to okay, so the okay, bikes okay. there, I go to the market, I go, yeah. dude, I stay up to like two o'clock drinking with this dude who's fixing them. He had a flight like at four, so he's like, I'm not sleeping. We tried to pull an all-nighter with him. That was a great idea, Dan. Anyways, yeah. the next morning, I got a cab huh. guy, picks me up at seven, and we go to the fucking, uh, the air, back to the airport, and dude, it was, I mean, it was go here, go there, fucking... At one point, I was behind the desk where you get the import stuff, doing the computer work for the lady. Yeah, just to make it faster. Well, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. The fact that she, I was like, I wasn't even being pushy, but she was like, well, come here. Yeah, do it yourself, I was you like, I was gringo. trying to be, yeah. I think what it was is the, the cab driver guy, he was, you know, he was trying to help facilitate, like help translate. Uh, he's a friend of Alejandro, so he yeah. like, you know, he helped out a lot. But I think he was being a little bit pushy. I, and maybe I was. I, I thought I was being pretty calm, but 
you know, and she wasn't being mean. She thought it was funny. She was like, yeah, come on back here. Yeah. Fucking now I'm typing it all up. She's like, yeah, I mean, cool. So then we get that. We get it all fucking situated. Um, You're hungover. Not really. I yeah. mean, I'm more just like anxious because my yeah. bike is like, it's yeah. so close. It's like so right close. there. Yeah. But you, you said you didn't sleep the night before. No, I did. Yeah. No, I went to sleep. Yeah. No, I didn't pull an on right, right, I said right. I made it to like one. Like, <laughs> it's still right, pretty dude, late. You're yeah, fucking yeah. on your own. I drank totally, a bunch totally. of water and went to sleep. And, uh, but so then I get the, get, we get everything cleared up. I go to the fucking, the warehouse with the paperwork. And dude, they all start yelling. All the workers. There's like fucking 30 dudes in yellow shirts. And I don't know what I don't know what they're yelling about. So I just start yelling with them, dude. And they start laughing. Yeah, yeah. Because they're like yelling like uh, I don't know, like you would just not not yeah, not quite out of excitement, but like I don't know, they're like letting everybody know something. But I think it was like moto, we're getting the fucking motorcycle, because next thing you know, they all everybody in this warehouse stops what they're doing and comes to help get this motorcycle out of the warehouse. I mean, it's a big fucking motorcycle, man. It was you know, sick. They, well, they all squad. They I mean, it was just like four of them rolled it over. And, you know, there's like a six, like a five-foot platform. Mm. And, uh, you know, I'm like, I just fucking pull the shit off of it. And they're like, they make this ramp to ride down it. And I fucking put, oh, I had a, what did I have? The main, the main fuse. Stick the main fuse in there and turn it on. And it doesn't turn on. It doesn't do anything. I'm like, what the fuck? It now, won't even like turn over. Nothing, not a no, sound. No, like the screen doesn't, nothing happens. Nothing. I just turn the switch on. I'm like, what the fuck? So I pull the fuse out and I stick it back in. And the screen comes on acknowledging that the main fuse yeah. is just hooked up to power. Hit the switch, nothing. Hit the, keep hitting the switch, nothing. I'm like, now like these 30 or 40 people are all just standing there uh, making noises. Yeah, and I'm like, like uh-oh. Yeah. Kind of awkwardly standing there. Awkwardly, like, yeah. I'm sure they're like waiting for me to blame shit. them or something. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, I know that it's not them. It's yeah. Who knows what it is? It's a fucking yeah, computer. Yeah, yeah. This isn't my chopper where I can just kick it. It's literally, I mean, the bike the literally, you, saw, you were there. You said you were waiting. The bike, you know, got crated and then it went on a plane and now it's there. Like, what could have happened? You know? No, nothing happened. Yeah. It's got a computer. That's what happened. So, I, I mean, this went on for like five minutes, dude. I finally like sent a voice message to a friend who was texting me just to like, I don't just to say something, just to say something to somebody that can understand, you know, mm -hmm. like this thing isn't working. And then sure enough, after about five times of pulling the fuse in and out, no more than that, and then it fucking fires up, up, dude. Now everybody's yelling yeah, again. Yeah, now yeah, it's yeah. like ah, hell yeah. And then I rode it the fuck out of there. I got the fuck oh, out of there. Damn. So then. Immediately, You're as like, I damn, leave, I need a pork chop. Yeah, well, <laughs> I leave Bogota and immediately it starts raining on me. I'm like, fucking put my rain gear on. I'm like, and then it never really like poured on me, but it was just like, I couldn't see. Oh, dude, I was in that storm. And I'm like, yeah, I, I, was, don't, I, was, I was pedaling through that for yeah, sure. Yeah, I don't want to like, I don't, I don't want to ride, I don't want to ride without seeing this shit. You know, like, fuck it. I'm going to stop and like find a place to stay so I can, mm -hmm. so I can try and ride when I could see what's around me, you yeah. know? And uh, then I stopped and got that pork chop, dude. And that pork chop was so fucking <laughs> it, it good. Hit. But hit. I had rerouted myself because of that, too. I was going the way that you were going, the way that I ended up going, but I had sat down and was like, fuck it, I'm going to go over here because there's a hotel like an hour away and I'll stop there. Mm -hmm. And then I saw you and I, we fucking decided on Cambau. And I was Cambau, like, right, dude. Now Cambau. I'm going the 
Dude, and that road was so fucking sick. I'm so glad I sick. didn't go another it was way. Sick. Wasn't it? That so that descent off the the plateau there that Bogota sits on, that was maybe one of the best descents of my entire life. Because it's you know on a bike on a bicycle, it's <laughs> really rewarding to, yeah. to go to be going down like that. You know, well, that's a, also starting your trip pretty much. Like you got a little pedal in from Bogota. I probably I probably got like yeah, 25 miles out of Bogota before hitting that. Yeah. Yeah, and then, so enough for me to be feeling like a little bit tired. You know, I've been partying for like five days. Yeah, you so know? what so, did you do? You flew in, you were in Bogota for like a week almost, right? Almost, I think five days, yeah. Five days in Bogota, and you know, I did not I did not plan to be there for that long. I only wanted to be there for like two or three days, maybe two. But dude, I just had a blast. I was, <laughs> I, was I couldn't leave the fucking place. I was like partying, I was meeting all these new people, going out to clubs, I was like seeing the city. You know, I was going everywhere. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I just kind of got to the point where I was like, I have to, I fucking have to leave like tomorrow. But the thing was, is the whole time, I didn't know where I was going because I knew I wanted to make it to Manizales um, because it's a big coffee region. And that's a big reason why I'm here is to tour some coffee farms. But that's like, we're, that's south of us, right? No, it is directly west of us right now. Right. Okay. Yeah. Where yeah. we're at now, it is. Yes. Exactly. Because I could have gone where I went today. I was really close to it. Yeah. 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 You were getting close. You still. Yeah. Exactly. So Manizales is where I wanted to go, but I didn't know how I was going to get there. You know, because I don't know. I needed to talk to somebody, so I ended up finding a local who had biked, who's biked, you know, all over Colombia. There's fucking bicyclists everywhere. everywhere. So biking is a huge thing in Colombia, and this he's like an older guy. He's seen it all. He's an adventurer, you know, and he spoke like. Six, five, I say five out of ten, English, which is good enough for me. Yeah, I'm like fuck, perfect, especially so over I'm, here. Yeah, exactly. Five out of ten. That's English. good enough back home, but a yeah. poor country. That's really yeah, good. especially in Colombia. There's not much English. Um, so I bought him some beers and some lunch, um, <clears throat> and he just told me all about the. How did you hook up with him? Did you go to a bike shop, or you just happened to meet him? Yeah, I actually uh, I stopped into a place that does bike tours, and the guy who owns this place, his name's Mike. It's Bogota Bike Tours. Highly recommend him. Actually, really nice guy. Great, uh, great spot. Great location. Great tours. He he put me in touch with Mauricio, who is the gentleman that I talked to, and you know he just gave me his WhatsApp, and I just hit him up on WhatsApp, and I was just like. What's up, man? My name's Sean. Mike put me in touch with you. Let's get lunch. And we got lunch. It actually took us two days. It took us lunch one day, and then I met up with him the next day to kind of like go over the details um, because there's so many routes you can take, you know, and some are more dangerous than others. Some have, are better for biking. Like they have wider berms, wider shoulders. Yeah. Some have more gravel. Some have more pavement. Some are steeper. Some are longer. And I finally settled on this one, um, the one, the route that I met you on, uh, because uh, it's paved the whole way, um, which wasn't necessary for me. I can, I'll go off road, but this is—it's nice to have pavement for the hills. Yeah. When I'm pedaling up the mountain passes, and it's you just really feel your wheel slipping every oh, pedal. You're well, just like when you energy lost. It's it's like it takes almost like a quarter more, like a third more energy to uh, pedal gravel than it does a pa like paved road. I bet, at yeah, least. So, yeah, it's depending on yeah, how bad the gravel is or how good it is, or how packed it is. And so I saw that there were some really extreme mountain passes. The one I got to do to get to Manizales from here, actually, from Honda to Manizales, is going to be really gnarly. Um, <clears throat> maybe one of the most gnarly ascents I've ever done. So I wanted that to be pavement. But the sacrifice is that there's no, that the side of the road is very small. 
So I will be pedaling in the road, which is a whole different experience when you're on a bicycle, you know, because dude, you're pedaling. Do the 18 wheelers, dude. Exactly, all dude. You're pedaling. Ass, dude. You're pedaling. You're like, it's it's nice. It's like, and then all of a sudden, blah! This thing's just like, it's death, you know. And they're not like giving you space. They don't give a shit. They but it's don't. death, and they come, you know, at that. It's death, like three or four feet away from you, four feet if you're lucky, you know what I mean? Um, so that was kind of the sacrifices. It's nice pavement, really direct route, really fucking steep. Um, but you know, the trucks are close to you, but at least it's, it's paved and not gravel. So that's kind of like what I ended up deciding to do. Well, so after I saw you yesterday and I rode that road from wherever we were at towards Cambau, yeah. I was like, dude, this is a biker's dream, this road right here. Cause it was like, say 80% downhill. That was the longest descend ever, dude. It was beautiful. It was smooth. It was steep. I was ripping, dude. Like I was. I bet you were Yo, I was passing cars. I bet you were. I was passing cars. Cars were like slowing down for these corners, <laughs> and I would just like, am I taking the inside or the outside right now? And I'd like rip the inside corner, oh, let, so like let sick. off the brakes, just let off the brakes and coast right by these cars, and they're just like, what the fuck, you know? Like this guy's passing me. Gringo's passing me on a bicycle right now. My bike's fully loaded, too. It's it's heavy. So, you know, you it, when, it, there, when it gets going, it's fucking fast, man. You know, I actually brought extra brake pads with me because I'm fully expecting you to go through a set will. of brake pads. You yeah. fucking will. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, it was, that was one of the craziest descents I've ever seen. What about that fucking, that view? Uh, with the, the, the whole, just the fucking, the last descent after yeah. the hill. After the, the one big you hill, did the one, today. The, the one I did today. What? Yeah, you did it yesterday. Yeah. I did it today. Yeah, yeah. That was. That was, was beautiful. The, did the rain hinder the view, or because it was only like, the top half of it? Uh, so you got I to went, see like the angel curve. Yes. Oh no, no, I was socked in for that. I was Damn socked in for the angel curve. I know. I knew. <laughs> I knew that was like a spot too. It was like a, like a good view spot or whatever. But it was socked. It was pouring rain at that point. But I got the lower. You know, I got to see into the valley. It was really nice. It cleared up nice for me. But it was around that near that corner is where I went down. Actually, it was like a there's a tight ass fucking hairpin with like all this paint on the road. And luckily I slowed down for it because normally I rip the fucking corners. And dude, I just wasn't thinking about it, but there's paint all over the road. It's like warnings, like slow down, slow down, it's like white, like yellow and like white paint I hate all over it the place. when they do that, when they're yeah. like, hey, this is a sketchy spot, so we're gonna, we're gonna put some sketchy shit on yeah, top of the, the paint fucking is pavement. Like glass, dude, when it's wet too, oh, you know? It's fucked. And so I just can't, you know, so I slowed down a little bit, but I was still going like pretty fast. And then I just started coming around that corner and I went down so fast, dude. Like, it's just no time to react, you know? Just went down, uh, fucking handlebars got all jacked. Like, I got a little scraped up, but like, not bad at all. Did you break anything on the bike? Nothing broke. I cable, I had to like fix a cable. I had to like fix my handlebars. But Which I got- Which side, you went on the left? On the right side. On, on the, the right, right side. side. So that's where the, where the shifter's on the Ex left. No, 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 the, the derailleur's on the right side. It's on the right so side. So I checked that out, but thank God that, the thing is too, is I got bags on the bike. So, you know, oh, the they bags, help, they dude. actually protect all yeah. of that, all those crucial components, you know? Dude, because if a derailleur got fucked out here, where you're like trying to get it lined up right yeah, again, I would have to are, go you, are you good with that? So if a derailleur, like, so what, the derailleur, usually if you smack that derailleur, the derailleur itself is pretty tough, but what bends is the hanger. It's the piece of metal, like the steel yeah. that the derailleur like is attached to on your bike, that will bend pretty easily. And um, a lot of people, what they do is they actually carry spare derailleur hangers because usually it's a detachable part and you can like replace it if it gets bent. 
On my bike, it's actually directly it to the frame. So you can you can bend it back, but I would need to go to a shop because it's a very like precise. Yeah, precise. You need a special tool that I. Yeah, once those derailers aren't like it's oh, it's, it's the so, most annoying thing ever when your fucking oh, bike worst. isn't shifting it's right. The, oh, dude, especially when you're going up a big hill and you're like yeah, shifting and it just doesn't know where it wants to go and you go into a, a, a different gear, it kills your whole fucking vibe, dude. You're like oh. in the zone trying to pedal up this steep ass fucking hill you're sweating you're dying you know your entire world is like pinpricked to this like just like give me up the fucking hill and all of a sudden you're you're shifting is like click going into like a higher gear or something yeah, like that you're like you're that. i'm i'll be swearing yeah i'll be yelling dude like fuck you you know like i'll be a w- yelling about that shit for sure <laughs> but luckily that didn't happen just got up you checked the bike out all good and then coasted the rest of that descent. and you got like some pretty good canvas bags so i'm sure they handled it pretty well oh dude all that shit is so tough yeah yeah it's like canvas bags by dude, bird so when i saw you i mean it looked brand new and it makes sense that you flew in with that setup so like i flew you- in with the setup yeah i packed my bike in a box put it on the plane and then flew to bogota with like the check bike. baggage like check check free, my first free check bag, dude. You know, nice. you get the one free check bag. Yeah. That's my bike. Boom. You know, just can't. It's, it can be as big as it has to be. It just can't be over 50 pounds. Yeah. Where I was like, when I checked the box, it was like 50 pounds and like eight ounces or something like that. And then the girl behind the counter like looked at it and then she looked at me and I just gave her like one of those like, Smile, come on, come you know, on. Come on. Yeah. And then she's like, whatever. And just like threw on the plane. But she could have charged me 200 bucks. Yeah. To, for that shit. So anyway, got and then the bike, you know, the box was like pretty beaten up when I got it. I wrote all over the box. I was I wrote like with a magic marker. I was just like in English and in Spanish. I was like, this is my precious bicycle. Please treat this thing with care. Because the bikes, those bikes can get fucked up sometimes, dude. They pile a bunch of like luggage on it or shit. Anything you know? will get fucked up yeah. on a plane, Yeah, dude. exactly. It's not like they're crating it like your motorcycle. You know, they're just throwing it under the plane with a bunch oh. of other shit, you know? So I wrote a bunch of notes on it. I was like, yo, please yeah. treat this with care. Yeah. And the uh, bike came out of the box. It was perfect. Perfect. Like literally nothing was broken or dented, scratched. I put everything together. Didn't Did you have, have air in the anything. tires and tubes? That was all set so up. I'm running tubeless. To... I'm running tubeless tires. Okay. Um, uh, and I deflated the tires. You know, I actually did some research about it for anyone who's trying to pack a bicycle. Um, you do not need to fucking deflate your tires. They say that at the airport to deflate your tires. Unnecessary. There's people who have done the math and they're like, you know, you're flying to like 30,000 feet. There's no way the pressure would like, like, well, I don't know, pop your tires or mm-hmm. do any damage. It's unnecessary. I didn't know that. So I did deflate them. Um, but you know, when you're getting it back out of the box, it's one more thing you got to do is put air back in your tires. So, so anyone packing a bicycle, don't even bother. It's not worth it. Yeah. Uh, but I did personally. Yeah, deflate them. Yeah, a little I flew bit. with the guitar one time, and it was like fucking loosen the strings. I read that somewhere. Really? It said loosen the strings. Yeah. Like what? All right. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. They'd make this shit up half the time. You know. I, I think like, so, I dude. Especially at the airport, they make shit up for sure. They make shit up. Yeah. For sure, dude. Guitar. Uh, yeah. Loosen the strings. You uh, so know. Yeah. Because if you don't loosen the strings and it gets damaged, they don't have to pay for it. You know. I, I know. Mean? I don't even think the <laughs> airport said that one. Actually, I think it was like another musician was like loosen the strings. So oh, that, interesting. Huh. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I can't imagine air pressures fucking with wood. No. Yeah. No. It was. It was. It was all good. Yeah. Put the. I took the hand. Uh, handlebars off, took the pedals off, and I took the front wheel off, um, and that's all. I fit in the box perfect. I found the box like in a dumpster behind like a bike shop near my house, and uh, you know threw some like bubble wrap on it, you know whatever, and came out 
perfect. And uh, yeah, put it all together. Had a really sketchy ride, you know, because I've never been here before. And, you know, I'm big gringo on this like big loaded bike in Bogota, you know. So I, I flew into a hotel the first night because I just, I was flying in late and I just wanted a fucking hotel that I could just get a cab to and yeah. like, not have to worry if someone's at reception, you know. So I got to this hotel and, and by the way, you know you're in a foreign country when you get to the hotel and first of all, all the lights are off. You know, at nighttime, all the lights are off. Isn't and then the reception and the receptionist is sleeping behind the desk. That's yeah. how you fucking know. What about you're in a security? I was fucking going and checking on my bike mm. at a nice hotel. Mm. Yeah. And three fucking security guys are sleeping in the couches. <laughs> in the front, yeah. like, nice job, guys. Thank you. Thank um, you. But yeah, so then I put the bike together in the hotel room and I was like, all right, I'm gonna go to a hostel now, something cheaper and, and better. And uh, yeah, riding down from Calle 26, which is, you know, Calle 26 to Calle whatever it was, 12, which, which means I'm going south in Bogota, like towards La Candelaria, which is, it gets more and more sketchy as you go south in Bogota. You know, all these fucking people were just like yelling at me, you know, just yelling like, you know, who knows what they're yelling, probably mostly nice stuff, but they just see big fucking blonde haired gringo, and you're not wearing a helmet, ass. huh? I'm not wearing, I don't wear a helmet, no. So I just, like, had my blonde hair just, like, out, you know. I was, it was a scene. It was a fucking scene, you know. Like, oh, yeah. no one looks like me. Not even close, dude. Like, I look like I'm, I don't know, dude. It looks like, like I came from another planet. Dude, you you look like that to me. Yeah, straight Yesterday, up. Yesterday, dude. Straight up, like, yeah. Who the fuck and where the fuck did this <laughs> yeah, guy straight come up. So they're all yelling at me, like, gringo, gringo, you know what I mean? Like, mostly nice stuff, too, but who knows what the fuck they're yelling. They're going, chirping in Spanish so fast, and... You know, some of those areas, you know, I, are not so great. So I had to pedal pretty quickly through some of those spots. And then once I was in La Candelaria, I did not take my bike out once until I left yesterday. Really? Yeah. Well, first of all, it's, I don't need to. I can walk everywhere, get a cab, you know. Okay. But it's just not, you know, in the city like that, I'm not biking anywhere, dude. Because it's just too much of a risk, you know, like... You know, I got like a small bike chain, like a light bike chain, you know, but like I take my eyes off that bike for a second and someone takes it or if someone like holds me up and wants and my bike. And that's all your shit. It's my life, dude. It's my whole fucking life. It's, it is a lot of money. First of all, there's a lot of money I've invested in this bike. But two, it's just like, I guess I'll just go home now. You know <laughs> what I mean? It's just like, you know, like it would be fucked. I'd be fucked. Yeah. And I actually know someone who got robbed on their bike, not far from where I was staying. They uh, were pedaling, trying to leave Bogota, and uh, yeah, they just got caught around this corner, and it was like eight guys, he said, who, you know, they had a couple knives, and they, they hit him a couple times, they roughed him up a little bit, you know, just to like prove a point, um, and they took like his money, his camera, his phone, um, which apparently that's what they really want is like the camera and the phone because they're looking at this the bike and they're like they don't know what the fuck is valuable and they don't they don't know what's valuable because there's a lot of shit on my bike that's really expensive but you wouldn't know it unless you knew unless you know bikes unless you know bikes or unless yeah. you know gear you know like you know but and they have to be able to sell it that's the other thing too is like you know like for instance you know my sleeping bag that I have is an expensive sleeping bag but you know you take that and it's like useless to somebody unless they can get something for it on unless the street. Unless they're gonna use it themselves. Hey, unless yeah. they, which they're not, you yeah, know what I mean? Not. They're not gonna, unless they go bike packing in Colombia, like, oh, I've always wanted to do that. I think I'm gonna rob somebody and get some fucking sick gear. No, it's not like that. They just want your phone. They want the, the camera and your cash. Um, so that's, and they, so they left his bike, um, which is really fortunate for him. They left his bike. 
because uh, they could have taken didn't it. They fucking break it or nothing? They didn't, they didn't break like it. fucking kick nope, it or anything? No, nope, nothing like that. God, if I were them, no. I would have broke a spoke or something, just stuck my foot through no, the wheel. No, I think, I th- it's not like that, I don't think. I think they just kind of, it's a business. It's, it's a gringo tax. Yeah, exactly. Straight up. It's very, they're, they're very professional, you know? <laughs> you know? <laughs> very professional. They just, get, they get uh, your shit and they say goodbye. And, but that local, that guy I was talking to, uh, Mauricio, who helped me with the route to come here, he was telling me, he's like, you know, if that happens to you, you know, if they have a knife or a gun or whatever it is, don't fight. And this is a guy who's been here for his whole life. He says, don't fight, because they will just kill you. They say they don't care. You know, he says it's 1% of everyone in Bogota, but 5 million people, you know, 1% is a lot. And he says that, you know, and most people are nice, but the 1%, the one, the whatever, the group that comes up and gives you a hard time about it, give them whatever they want. Because he says they will kill you. They don't care. They really don't. You know, you, it's easier for them to kill you a lot of times. Um, which was in, some pretty interesting advice. You know? Well, it is because, you know, you, a gringo doesn't have a big support system here, right? So no, like, no. Just kill them. Nobody's going to ask questions for a while. Yeah, you, dude, they'll just fucking disappear. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like they got CSI. You know, they're not taking fingerprints off anything and trying to no, figure it out. You the know, cops don't, don't even care that much. Yeah, exactly. You know? know. Oh fuck, another white guy. Yeah, yeah. This is like. So, so, did you get any feedback or uh, pushback from your family or anybody about doing this trip? I think you always get, you know, the comments. Most places that you travel, you get comments, and then especially Colombia, especially being from America, where Colombia has this like reputation of being, you know, narcos and See, and I you know, thought violence. as soon as Anthony Bourdain came here, everybody knew it was cool. I don't think so, man. No, it's not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think so. I think people, uh, and somewhat rightly so, have this perception of it being dangerous, but... Well, I mean, that's, a, that's one thing I always like to make clear, like, especially about Mexico. I like to go there a lot. But that shit can go bad fast. Yeah. You know, like... It, it, can, it can be amazing, but it can also fucking... You just got to be smart, man. And I think, you know, with like my parents, for instance, you know, I've traveled before and, you know, my parents will ask the obligatory, is it safe question? And then I will say the obligatory safe enough response, mm-hmm. you know, but they know I'm going to go do it. You know, it doesn't matter if they even if they said, oh, I really don't want you going to Columbia. I was like, well, I really want to go to Columbia, so yeah. I'm going to go. Yeah. I'm sorry. You know, but that's just kind of the way it is. But my parents are super supportive. Um, they know that I'm capable when it comes to traveling and they just want me to live my best life, you know, which is, I'm super fortunate to have them, um, be so supportive. Um, my friends less, honestly, my friends are the ones who are like, dude, <laughs> they're like, you're like, you're gonna go to this fucking crazy ass country with all this violence and shit. I was like, yeah, sure. If you want to say it like that. And then they're just like, you're going to bring a helmet, right? I'm like, no. And they're like, oh, you're fucked. Oh, <laughs> you're, not even bring, you're not even bringing a helmet, dude. You're a fucking idiot. And I was like, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Oh, yeah. my you gosh. Know, so, uh, but, you know, I'm sure. I just started wearing a helmet on my chopper. Oh, in Texas, is there a helmet law? No. No. No, in most places there isn't. But, you know, I, and I, I don't and know. I have an old vintage helmet. It's real yeah, small. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I really, the, what sold me on it was my ears. Ears. Going so fast to my chopper. I'm yeah. like, fuck, if I'm going to do this a long time. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to wear earplugs. Yeah, totally. No, I don't know, man. On my motorcycle, well, where I live, I live in Oregon, and there's a helmet law in Oregon, and, uh, you know, so I have to wear one. But I think I would wear one anyway. You know, a motorcycle is just, it's a different thing. It's so different. Um, they're so much more dangerous than a bicycle. 
they just go so much faster. And the other thing about helmet too is like, I don't know, guess you don't, but I like having the visor. You know the wind. Well, so now, yeah, I mean, the this wind visor in front of my in my front of my face, dude. But I like I like when I'm riding with people. I like to be able to look over and see their fucking. Dude, face. there's no better feeling than ha- riding with a motorcycle without a helmet. And, and I agree. Seeing your buddy smiling. I agree. Or dude. if you're both going through a torrential downpour, you're both just sucking I, dude, it together. I totally agree. But I I like the helmet. I like the visor. And dude, every time I'm ripping my motorcycle, when I that fucking bug smacks my visor. My, and I'm just like, dude, I'm so glad that did not just hit me in the face. Uh, I'm so happy that I didn't still hit me roll with my visor up 90% of the time. Do you? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like I, I like It's probably because I just don't clean it. You ride a chopper too. You said you ride a chopper back home? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Chopper is more of a vibe to like not have a helmet. I ride like a V twin, like a blacked out V twin. And uh, like, I don't know, it's kind of like a, a bagger. I guess you could say it's got kind of like a bagger look to it, but it's kind of like an aggressive sort of bagger with like low handlebars. Um, and the vibe is totally like black helmet, black visor. Yeah, you don't want anybody to see you riding that thing around. Dude, you, yeah, yeah, <laughs> straight up, dude, yeah. I don't want anyone to know who I am. I don't know, oh, dude. I don't know, dude. I, don't, I, I it's, it's a good look. I just go like black. I mean, Yamahas are fucking bad, dude. I fucking love Well, my you didn't Yamaha have to say out loud that it was Yamaha. I mean, they didn't know that on the oh, podcast. Oh, yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. <laughs> yeah, they did. <laughs> when you said V-Twin, they knew something was up. Yeah, yeah, dude. Straight up, straight up, straight up. <laughs> oh, shit. So this isn't your first... Hold on. We go. Entertain him for a minute. I got to get this around. <laughs> All right, so Dan has gone to go get a beer. And uh, it's left me in a very awkward situation where I have to to talk about myself um, or the weather, or actually where we are. Uh, we're in Honda, Colombia, H-O-N-D-A. Um, Honda, like the motorcycle, not as cool as a Yamaha, um, but you know, m- maybe cooler than Harley. Uh, but it's a, it's a nice town. We're right on the river, right on the Magdalena. Uh, elevation 300 feet, it's hot as fuck, equatorial, and uh, because it's so fucking hot and I'm sweating all day, I definitely need another uh, Sol, Sol Cerveza, which is what we're drinking. Dude, I thought for sure that you were going to be like really good at speaking Spanish. I thought you were going to be good at speaking Spanish. <laughs> I saw you speaking to that Spanish guy when I rolled up on you yesterday. I was like, oh, this guy <laughs> is just having a fluent Spanish oh, conversation yeah. with this gentleman. Uh, no, dude, I, I, uh, before, um, a week ago, honestly, I spoke almost no Spanish and that's getting better now. Um, but it's still useless. The amount of Spanish that I, it's only useful for checking in hotels, getting food. That's about it. That's all I got. Yeah. I mean, that's all I got. And I wish, honestly, the, what I wish I knew more was how to communicate about food. Oh, dude, food, you just got to take a leap I of just faith. Need, I need the, well, that's what I try and do. I'm like, just give me your best food. No, they don't like that. They fucking don't like they that. They don't like that. They want you to pick something. They want you to pick something. It's not like and you I'm go like, to a restaurant and you're me. like, hey, just give me something good. I'm not picky. It's all good. You can't do that. They'll just be like, no, no, you got, you got to tell me what yeah. the fuck you want, dude. So what I've been doing lately is I'm like, I want what that guy's having. Or I oh, want what she's got. That's a good call, actually. Yeah. And they're like, they start asking more and I'm like, no, no, no. Total mismo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything the same. Yeah, yeah. So I end up getting the same drink that they ordered too. To- what did you say? Total mismo? Total mismo. <laughs> That's amazing. 
I see, what I do is I literally just pick something on the menu and send it. Well, a lot of these places don't have menus that I've been going to. Yeah, a lot of places don't have menus. You're right. You're right. Well, some, yeah. The lady get, walks up and just starts talking to you with a pad in her hand. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah, you're right. Is, man, we're taking some chances Some places here. do, some places don't. Yeah. Mexico is so much more easier. Yeah. Because I know the taco lingo. Yeah. This fucking, ever since I left Mexico, it's gotten more and more difficult. Yeah. Yeah, I think Colombia might be probably some of the most difficult you'll experience, given my understanding of South America. So where else have you been? You, you, you said you've rented bikes in other places and traveled around uh, like Bicycle? This no. Bi- but motorcycles? No. Motorcycle, yeah, yeah, yeah. Motorcycle for sure. I've ridden motorcycles. I've ridden motorcycles a lot in Mexico. Really? For sure. Where at Mexico you'd like to go? Where in Mexico? Yeah. Oh, dude, fucking, uh, oh, the next place I'm going in Mexico? Oaxaca. Oaxaca would be so sick, dude. I've never made it that far south on my bike, but that would be a really, really good spot. So that's um, how this trip started. I was in a race called, yeah. what was it called? The Mezcal Moto Rally. It was a, a race. sick ass fucking It was a race. race from Austin, Texas to Oaxaca, Mexico. That's sick, dude. It was so sick, dude. Uh, another cool, really cool country to ride a motorcycle if you haven't done it. Hold already. on, we're, we're in Mexico. Where, have you, where, do you, where do you like to ride in Mexico? Cabo. Where have you been? <laughs> that's not Mexico. That's, that's not like... Mexico at all. No, no, no. Down to Baja. Have you ridden the Yucatan? No, never. Okay. I've ridden from San Diego to Baja. Okay. Um, that's a good one. That's a fucking great one, dude. That's a really good one. Dude, inner interior Mexico is so much better, though. You think so? So good. Why? It's what so about it? so fucking good. Just like the history, dude, all the old fucking towns and cities and the roads are sick as fuck. Like what we were riding today. You mm-hmm. were riding today. Do you surf at all? Very little. Yeah. <clears throat> I surfed for the first time in Costa Rica on the way here. Oh, really? Yeah. That would be a cool trip, have your surfboard on your motorcycle, dude. Dude, no, just <laughs> go ride to places that have surfboards. Riding with the surfboard would be a pain. <laughs> be, be, be so fucked. So be bad. So, I'd be a catch. Be like a sail. Dude, Costa Rica is fucking sick though. That's yeah. where you need to go and rent a motorcycle. Yeah. Oh my god, it's so sick. The roads are fucking. Costa so Rica good. does seem really sick, dude. It was so good. So I had so I spent like almost two weeks in Costa Rica. Just uh, yeah, just on the motorcycle. Did you yeah. ride down there? Yeah, on the yeah. way here. On the way here, right? Exactly. Yeah. It was sick. Yeah. yeah, and interior Mexico, like, the Devil's Backbone. Right. Real de Catorce is fucking amazing. Uh, the, the road to Oaxaca, the fucking pass to Oaxaca is so fucking epic, dude. Was that so, part of the race? Yeah. All the way to Oaxaca. That's sick. It was so sick. Super sick. What else? Oh, the, the leaving Oaxaca was even better than going getting there. Like, the ride that I did the day after the race was over that nobody else in the race did was even, dude, I wanted so badly to fly my drone up in the air because there was just like, just acres of fucking gave plants everywhere and the road looks like a fucking wet spaghetti noodle, just all fucking, I just wanted to get an aerial shot, but I was just so freaked out, like if I catch something on the film, you know, that yeah. somebody doesn't want me to have, you know, right. it's like, oh fuck, you know. But that, that was really sick. That was really, yeah, go to Oaxaca. Dude, Oaxaca would be sick. I got friends in Oaxaca, too. I really want to go down there. Um, oh, another sick place for motorcycling. I feel like it's really popular, but Vietnam is sick as fuck for mm-hmm. motorcycling. I've heard that from a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, you, you know, a lot of people, a lot of, it's so funny, man. A lot of people go to like Vietnam because it is like this for tourists uh, place where you go and you buy a motorcycle. It's just the easiest way to get around, you know? Um, and people and who cheap, have never, right? and it's super cheap, people who have never, like travelers who have never ridden a motorcycle in their life will go to Vietnam and like rent a motorcycle or buy one and like learn to ride it in like the gnarliest conditions in the gnarliest ever. like craziest place and they die all like they died all the time dude people really? yeah travelers they so vietnam has now had passed this law where you have to have like an international driver's permit yeah. in order to legally drive in vietnam as a traveler although they obviously like don't check it very often but like you're technically supposed to have one because yep. so many people were like traveling to Vietnam, getting a motorcycle, being like, oh, this is fun. Me and my boyfriend want to go to Vietnam and motorcycle. And then just like dumping it and, and like, dude, there's some places where you're motorcycling, you cannot fall down on your fucking motorcycle. Like you just cannot do it. And like, obviously a lot of people do it, no problem. Um, and have a great time. And you know, I don't want to stop anyone from like doing something like that. Cause it is awesome, an awesome adventure, but I would highly recommend some motorcycle experience before you go, dude, because it's just like, it's, it's crazy there. It's crazy the way people drive too. Um, but me and my buddy, we went there and we bought a couple Honda 250s, yeah. Honda XRs, um, which I was like, uh, 250, that's gonna be too small of a motorcycle, dude. You know, I'm used to riding like dude. 600, 900, stuff like that, you know, thousand plus. It was perfect. It was perfect, dude. Cause the roads are so fucking windy anyway. And this, it's like a small motorcycle, big enough for me, big enough for my bag and I could just work this thing, you know what I mean? I was having so much fun and a lot of the roads are such shit, yeah, you know, yeah. they're such shit. So the, shit. the top speed isn't very fast anyway. Maybe 60 miles an hour, if you're fucking pinning it on like a straightaway, yeah. you know, so not fast. But we spent most of our time in the northern part of Vietnam, uh, so north of Hanoi, uh, which we loved, we absolutely loved it. It's like very close to the Chinese border, a lot of crazy roads up there. We went to like the very northwest point of Vietnam um, along the Da, the Black River. Uh, I don't think people there have ever seen a white person, ever. Like, you'd be old man and never seen a white person. And we would, uh, me and my buddy were riding up there and there's no map, well, you go on Google Maps and try to find like a route through this area, <laughs> no. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's nothing up there. It's just like old roads. And uh, there was one point we, ch we checked into like a hotel that was like also like a police station. Like a police station slash like hotel <laughs> and they, the police came up to us and they're just like the only place to sleep they came up to us like asked for our passports and we're like yeah 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 and they just took them away and they and we said nothing and we're like oh, oh okay so they just have them now and it wasn't like there was a counter or a desk they just took them away like put them in their pockets and we're like bro where the fuck are we about to stay right now uh, which turns out the worst part of that entire night was the police singing karaoke until like five in the morning. <laughs> All the police just like getting wasted singing karaoke in, until five in the morning. Were they singing like American songs to show oh, off? Oh, absolutely you? not, dude. Oh, it, no? Just like crazy Asian music and off key and so loud, like so impossibly loud. That's all over Vietnam, really, but that was an especially bad one. Um, but yeah, you'd stop in towns up there, man. Like, you know. You know, first of all, your bike, Honda XR250, it's like a small, dinky little bike to us, you know, whatever. Not that special. But to them, that's a fucking big-ass motorcycle. Because they ride around on these little 90, 80cc, like, mopeds, pretty much. Yeah. You know? Um, they see this bike, and they see, like, the 
foreigners on this bike and we would just be traveling for hours and all we want to do is like stop and like get something to drink maybe some food and we'd stop in these little towns and the entire town would just like stop what the fuck they were doing <laughs> the entire town would just fucking take a time out and they would come up to us and it was like twofold it was like you know first it's like here's these like big white people we've never seen this before and then it was like who are these guys what is this motorcycle so they'd like look at us and then they look at the bike and be like absolutely blown away and it was pretty much like being a zoo animal you know all these people like circled around you and uh, which is kind of like a fun little novelty at first like oh this is kind of cool until you're just like hour six in the saddle and you cannot stop without it being like a whole fucking thing and you're so tired your ass hurts you know all you want to do is sleep and it's just like oh my god but it but amazing motorcycling some of the some of the best for sure um, highly recommend Vietnam. Laos too was amazing. <laughs> Cambodia, Thailand. Thailand was like fucking Grand Theft Auto, dude. Bought a bike in Thailand. <laughs> yeah, in Bangkok, dude. Right, right. Because in Bangkok, so in Thailand is different because you get big fucking motorcycles. So we, you know, we rented you a couple nine hundreds. Some knockoff shit. They look like cafe racers. You know, like when I, when we bought them. Oh, I was you didn't like, even get the knockoff KTM that they got. Over no, there? no, no. We got some cafe racers, which were like really cool. I could, I could barely figure out how to put my bag, so I had to wear my backpack, which sucked. But, you know, because it's just like, they're bare. There's no racks on them or anything. But they ripped, dude. They fucking ripped. And you rented these? We rented these ones. Okay. Yeah, these ones we rented. Um, and, yeah, just riding through Bangkok, there's like, no, there's no rules. You know, there are rules, obviously. And, we, you know, on some level, you nobody's to, enforcing them. Yeah, dude, it's just like, it was like Grand Theft Auto. You know, you just like splitting cars, riding the opposite lane for a little while if you want to, like hop the sidewalk. It's what everyone's doing, Yeah. you know? And people are going fast. It's not like Vietnam where everyone's got tiny motorcycles and like, you know, they're going really slow. Everyone is going so fast and you're just new, like ripping, dude. It's, it's a lot of fun. That sounds fucking yeah. awesome. Yeah. What's crazy is like, that's how they ride in Mexico. Yeah. A lot of the time. We're really fast and not quite rules out the window, but it's just a quick pace and you know, they don't mind you getting trying to pass somebody and coming up short and pushing them out of the way, but Yeah. The further south I got, that, you know, you started getting the vibe from the the guys in the cars or whatever they weren't having that shit you know? it's it's always and a vibe here you it's always like, you always have to like be conscious i of haven't like what's figured it on. out here it's like i think i'm you know i think i'm riding way more aggressive than they want me to you think so yeah yeah you know i usually wait for somebody else to come in and set the pace yeah, you know, yeah. on a bike <clears throat> But then I get in race mode. I'm like, oh, yeah. Dude, wait, yeah. I'm, you're not going to stay in front of me. I just straight wanted up. to see how you wanted to ride. Straight <laughs> up. Straight up. Dude, when you want to go fast, it's like, oh, you're, you're Dude, on. and I only got a fucking third of a throttle right now. So I'm like having to like, I'm having to act like it's a smaller bike, right? You know, keep the momentum going because I can't just. What's up with that? What's up with your throttle? Well, you want to see something? So when I first got this bike a year ago, you know, I got brand new. I, uh. I had my buddy paint it, and then I did this immediately. That's you? Yeah. Oh, my God, that sucks. So, the, you know, the right, that throttle got hit, and it's just slowly been doing weird things. And Yeah. And I have the wires. Harley sent me, <clears throat> not exactly what I asked for, but, you know, they sent me some, a wiring, the wiring harness, because I think it's something electrical, like something's just. I was going to ask, is it a cable? Wire. No. 
No. There's a cable I could fix this, but oh, it's like. Oh, it's so but, annoying. But I'm afraid to take it apart. Because you might not be able to put it back together. Exactly, because something else might be broken there that I don't have a part for. Oh, man. So I just like, I've just been. Fucking new, new bikes, dude. New motorcycles. I know. I mean, I that bike is sick. I'm not trying to put it down at all, but, you know. I mean, it is. Because if it was a cable, you know, you know. But the thing is, I'm just, the fact that it's still working after all that it's been through, you know, I can't complain too much. I should have done, I didn't plan on this trip. I just planned on going to see my buddy in Costa Rica. And co- really, I was just going to do the race and come home. And then I was like, oh, I'm halfway to Costa Rica. I'm going to go see a friend. And then now I'm in Colombia. Right. So... If I would have planned, I would have done some things differently, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I that is there. a, yeah, exactly. If you, if your plan originally was, or if my plan was to go to the southern part of South America, you know, that is a really cool bike to do it on. I don't know if it's the bike that I would personally choose because of reliability. Yeah. But um, that, is a, that is a cool bike. Well, I'm doing, it's going to be the first one to go down there. Right, which is sick. Yeah, Which so is that, that is cool. Yeah, that is very I mean, cool. I would, right now, I mean, it would have been easier on my chopper, you know? But the would thing have been is, easier on your chopper? I've gotten, what? I've gotten to ride some of the sickest fucking roads because of that. What are you talking about easier on your chopper, though? Like, what is it, your chopper like a... Oh, yeah, my chopper's sick, dude. You think that this trip would have been easier on your chopper versus this bike? Yeah, it would have been less hectic. I wouldn't have to worry about it. Nobody wants to steal my chopper. I can, like, leave it anywhere. No one can ride it. Nobody can start <laughs> it. They don't yeah. enough to kick it, yeah. you know? Like... Everybody thinks it's broken when I roll up anywhere anyways. Right. I can fix it with anything. You yeah, know? yeah, like, yeah. Like, dude, just now. What about the clearance, though? I mean, how low to the ground is it? Oh, I got it jacked up. Yeah, jacked this. up. Yeah, it's, it's a dirt bike. I've ridden it, trust me. You got apes on it? Yeah. Fuck huh. yeah. Huh. Ape hangers, cool. a wide glide. It's, just, it's a fucking chopper. It's That's a cool. sick chopper. Yeah. But, like, the road I did today, wouldn't have been able to do it. That's what I'm saying, dude. That's so, what I'm saying, yeah. Yeah. How was the road today? Did you go up to... Uh, so fucking sick. Sick, yeah. So, sick. like, I pulled it up on the map, and it was yeah. like, I could do this stretch, and it'll take four, you know, four hours or something. Or I could go all the way over here and back where I came from, and then all the way around this other way, and it would be faster. Yeah. I thought that it was just a bunch of turns or something. No, dude, the road is like... I can't even believe it was on the map. Like... It was a trail. It was a two-track trail. Dude. Hell yeah. I went by two dozen waterfalls. Sick. Right on the road. Like, like fucking. Were you up in the mountains? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, sick. Oh, yeah. The fucking, sick. dude, I went up to Muriel. M-U-R-I-L-L. Amer- it's like a Marrow tragedy. It's like, what is no, this? I went, so past that, okay. I went to Labano. Uh-huh. Thanks to uh, Janelle, told me to go there. And then she told me to go to this other place that was really cool called Morello, but it was like out of the way. Yeah. So I was going to do this loop to come back over here to uh, Honda. Well, I fucking took a wrong turn and ended up going up to Morello. And it's like fucking cold, dude. It was way up at the top of this mountain. Cool little fucking town. That town right there, nobody would even wave at me. And they weren't like, they were just all so shocked to see yeah. me roll by. They were just like, they were just hands to the side. Like, like what? What the fuck is that? You know? Yeah, what the like, fuck is that? It was awesome. Huh. But then I, I backtracked to uh, the town where I turned off in, I guess, Lebano, and then got on this other road. And 
The road to Morello was like under construction, so it was a lot of fucked up spots, but it was mainly blacktop with potholes and shit. And just like, you know, the road would just be missing. And the other road that I ended up doing was like straight through the farmlands. And it was so fucking, I mean. Dude, it was hot today. It was so it was, fucking. It was hot today. It was not hot where I was at. Really? Not oh, within the upper all, elevations. Nah, I yeah. didn't it was hot for hot me, dude. It was a hot day for all, me. Dude. Yeah. It huh. was insane. I mean, the whole time, I'm like, so I'm like, there's this giant valley, and I'm like riding the edge around these fingers where it's like thousands of foot below, and down below me is all like farmland. Like, right. where it's just like rainforest, jungle, and then there'd be like coffee plants everywhere, banana trees, Sick. dude. Like, Oh, fuck, it was amazing. And just tons of motorcycles. Yeah. Like tons of, and then the, the trucks that they had out there were like old school bus Chevys. But just doors all the way down the side. <coughs> yeah, those are called something. Shit. I can't, I saw a few of those on my way here. They're called something. I can't remember. Dude, they were sick. But they look so funky. Yeah, they look like old like Mack trucks or something. And then instead of like having like a flatbed or like a, like a cargo bed or something, they're just like, yeah, doors, almost like a something you would take in Disney World on like a little Disney safari yeah, or something like that. Yeah, you can get like in every single spot. You can get in every single spot. Yeah, like uh, yeah, like you're going on a ride or something. Dude, and at one point, all the guy, they're all painted up. The guy tried to give me a fucking shot out of the fucking driver's seat. While you're moving? Dude, like, yeah. Like, yeah. He, he pulled out of the way to pass, and I'm like, and I roll by him. And I look back and he's trying to fucking hand me a shot. And I'm like, dude, I don't, I don't know what you got there. Yeah, you come. might take that shot and I should, not be I'll, able to drive If for he like would have hours. caught me before, oh, no, that's what it was. Is what we were on was like the gnarliest mud ever. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Like with water, like standing water, mud. Like there was no turning around. There was no putting my kickstand down. There was yeah. no like, <laughs> like, don't stop. Bro, thanks, but your don't timing stop, is so bad. Yeah. And there was multiple times a day where it was like that mud where... You can't slow down. You don't want to go fast. You don't want to go too fast because it's like squirrely. You're just ice. Yeah. And it was just like this. Soup, it was a sweet spot. But it was yeah. like the perfect wetness too. Like, if it would have been any more wet, it would have been really difficult. It was just like, oh my god. Sick, dude. Sick. It was in that road. I'm telling you, probably the coolest road I've ever ridden down my Sick, entire life. Sick, dude. That's awesome. It was awesome. insane. I still kept stopping and having coffee everywhere. And yeah, the, the sugar's tintos, already mixed up yeah, in the, the tinto, coffee. Yeah, the tinto, it's molasses. It's molasses? They put molasses oh in God, it, yeah. Oh, my God, it's so fucking good. It, yeah, dude. yeah. It's so good. Yeah, it is good. Yeah, my, my, my ride today was actually kind of boring. That stretch, that stretch from Kambao, uh, where we were supposed to meet yesterday, yeah. to here, it's just like flat, just goes along the river. It's a nice road for bicycling, but it's just, it was just hot. It was just hot, dude. It was like humid and hot. But the the morning time, that that mountain descent was sick. That was a good one. That was sick. But yeah. it was raining. For the first half of it, yeah. I yeah. got some good views in. Trust me, I got some good views yeah. in. But uh, yeah, that. I stopped and had coffee a couple places up there too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vienna, man, that was a cool town. I was really stoked on that. Yeah. So where'd you find to stay there? Just like a hotel, right? Right. You know, did you see like there's like a volleyball court like in the middle of the yeah. the town there? Yeah. So there's a hotel like right there, like right in the town, the square. And I went in, and you know, there's a guy standing outside and looked like a you know whatever a local. I was like, hey, is this hotel good? 
And uh, he's like, yeah, it's bueno, it's real, muy bueno, you know, like looking at me, it's real good. And I was like, okay, okay. So I like went in, there's no one at the front desk, you know, I'm waiting there. And then that guy, that guy finished his cigarette, came in, <laughs> walked behind the fucking front desk. And he's just, and I'm like, just laughing. I'm like, all right, all right, all right. I bet this hotel is good. Yeah, but this hotel's great. And, uh, but it was, it was a nice spot. There was a pool, a uh, cold shower. Um, I had my bike downstairs. He put me on the, I asked him for the first floor and he put me on the top floor. And I was like, okay. And I was like, I can't bring my bike up there. And I was like, is my bike safe? Cause there's like a little garage area down there. Like, like there's like the reception and then in the same room is like a garage area. There's like a car parked down there. And I was just like, uh, is my bike safe here? And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, okay. That seemed like a safe town. Yeah, it did. Dude, it did seem like a safe town. That's the only reason I left, uh, let my bike that down there. That town was different than any it other town so I've been different. to. It was so different. It was like, there was, there was like a band, like doing band practice, like, 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 I don't know, elementary school kids doing like band practice when I rolled in. There was like a bunch of people playing volleyball. Like all the restaurants were like, it just seemed very safe, like very chill. It's the only reason I left my bike down. Uh, in that garage at all and that because I asked him a second time when I was up in the room I was like are you sure my bike is safe down there and he's just like tranquilo amigo tranquilo and I was like okay I was like lo siento es muy importante I'm sorry it's my fucking life on this bike I'm yeah. sorry I gotta ask you know I would think you just haul it up there no matter what it, it would dude it was like the spiral staircase I was like I, I, I could have done it but I was like fuck it so I just locked my bike I did lock the bike to something um, but like, like you said, it seemed chill. Like, yeah. you know, I've been some places, I know what chill looks like. I was like, all right, this place seems chill. That, that place was. Yeah. Do you, oh, do you know what we got to do? Surely we can find it here tonight. We're doing this tonight. We're playing Tejon. I don't know what that is. You don't know what that is. Okay. Now on your ride today, down into Cambau. I didn't go into Cambau. Just so you, you know. went to you went to the right, <clears throat> but all the way down, mm -hmm. all those little bars and shit on the side of the road, they have these things, and it looks like it's like a it's like a fake wall. It's not even a wall. It's just like a it's almost like a a door a door frame, and then about halfway down the door frame, there's a slanted piece of wood section filled with mud. Okay. And there's one. You have my attention. And they're like from here to there. There's two of them facing each other. And they put fireworks inside of there. And you throw rocks, like Shut these up. balls. And you like try and get the fireworks to blow up. Shut up. Yeah. It's like, it's like wash. It's like the, the coolest version of washers I've ever seen. It's like way <laughs> better than like cornhole, dude. dude. It's like, yeah, like cornhole with like pyrotechnics. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, dude. Fucking dope, dude. Yeah. What? Yeah. So what? You, so you you have two teams or like yeah, 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 yeah same yeah. same you know Thing, couple yeah. guys over there, couple yeah. guys over here. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know how to play. That's what I'm saying. We're gonna go find that tonight and go do it. Yeah, I'm down. Yeah, we're going to play that shit. Oh, I'd be sick. That'd be super sick. I kept seeing him on the side of the road. I was like, oh, fuck. You know what I'm I've seen playing. a couple times here? Which has been, I don't know if you've seen it yet, but like pool, you know, like the game of pool where you have like the table and yeah. the cues, you know? And there'd be like a group of people standing around playing pool. And you're like, oh, yeah, you know, whatever. Just got some guys playing a game. And then you're like, look a little closer. And then you realize that the pool table has no holes. There's no pockets. <laughs> no, I've not seen this. Have you not seen that, dude? It's literally just like a pool table with no pockets, and they're just smacking the balls around. I have no idea how that works at all. Well, did you play pool in like Vietnam or Thailand? Yeah. 
Yeah. Do they have the small pockets over there? They have this, the, the small. Toothpicks? Well, they have snooker over there, which is like the English pool, which is like the massive, like the big fucking tables. Um, it's like a third bigger than a normal pool table, and the holes are smaller, and the bumpers are like way. Uh, there's yeah, everything's kind of smaller on the table as far as the pockets go. So when we played in Nepal, they had these tables. It was like a barroom table, but the pockets they had like. Like, there was no give. Like, there was no angle. That's what angle. I'm saying. Yes, yeah, so the angle, right? The, the bumpers, they don't, yeah, they don't have any angle. Oh, the bumper them. on the holes. Yeah. Right. They're yeah, super like, straight. You're right. You got to hit the fucking exact right. Dude, we look like fucking idiots playing pool over there. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. No bread baskets on that fucking pool no. table. No way. But, yeah, that, that kind of blew my mind. The other thing I've noticed here, have you seen this yet, where uh, I've noticed it a couple times where someone will make this, you know, like, when you wave to somebody, you know, how a wave goes. I've seen people like wave at me with this like forward scooping motion with their hand where they'll take like the palm of their hand and face it to you and like scoop it towards you. Almost like go away, but it's like not go away. It's more like this downward like scoop. And I thought it was go away at first and I was like, okay, I'll go away. See, but then, I've been seeing that, yeah. Have you been seeing that? But yeah. they're like super friendly. They're like, oh, no, 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 no. Like trying, talking to you like super smiling. I don't know, I go by them too fast. Right, and they're going like this. I mean, I just scooping. see that and I'm by them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think, I think that it's like a friendly wave. It looks like go away. Have but you like gotten friendly... the, hey, you're going the wrong direction? No, I haven't gotten that. Yeah. <laughs> Not yet. I've been, I've been down today two streets the wrong way. People just start yelling at me. And I just act like, yeah, whatever, I'll turn real quick and then yeah. there won't be a turn. Yeah, so you're I'll like, have to turn back around and, and wave at them. On that bike, can you pull the move where you like balance it on the kickstand and like swivel it like 180? Is or is it too heavy for that? No, you can. You can. I just don't do it. I'm not trying to lose that kickstand. Right. Yeah. I mean, I would. I've pulled that move a lot of times, but with like smaller bikes, you can do it with a pretty big bike like a like oh, a Kawasaki, a like KLR. Yeah, yeah. But, they're made to do it like that. Right. Totally. Like they're made to support the weight of that bike. But not yours, you don't think. I mean, I bet it is. I just not. Yeah, you just don't feel comfortable doing it. And I and I'll Dude, just, it's the I'll move, just, though. It's so easy. Just yeah, but I'll just gun it. I'll just do like a fucking fishtail. Yeah, well, that works too. Yeah. It looks it's, way cooler. It, looks way, it does look way cooler. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're in the But I haven't had I to do any tight turns like that. Uh, I mean, I can turn pretty sharp just fucking yeah, totally. turn, locking it up. Yeah. I work on doing like figure eights lock turn. Yeah, you just, just kind of like shift your up. hips, like shift your weight over the bike and Fuck like lean it, it down. Yeah. yeah. A bicycle is the same thing, actually. You know, when you're taking a, a tight turn on a bicycle, you know, you don't go with the bike. You kind of use your hips and kind of like lean the bike. Oh, yeah. Instead. Yeah, because you want your weight down on exactly. that Exactly. Fucking... And then you put your outside, the outside pedal all the way down. Yeah. And then when the you go to take a right that. turn, you put the right, the outside pedal there all the way down. It's like footwork on your bike, you know, because oh, I mountain yeah. bike a lot too. And when you're on single track and you're really ripping single track, you know what I mean? It is clutch to be able to lean your bike and like work your pedals. Um, and not have your pedal fucking scraping? No, yeah, you don't you want that. you got the wrong one down? Yeah, I did not uh, have good footwork today when I went down on my bike, for sure. I no, was just fucking no. just like, not even thinking about it, dude. I was just like leaning with it. Cause you know too, like when you are leaning it away from you with the pedal on the outside, if the bike starts to go, your outside foot, you can put it down, like a dirt bike, you know, you can put it down, like save yourself. Was not even thinking about it, dude. And I just well, went, if you're going too fast, you just, I mean, I don't know, you fucking slide. Yeah, fucking yeah. Into home. Yeah, exactly, you just slide. Just fucking slide. But uh, no, no, I just went down, went down too fast on the paint today, so. I, 
I find myself riding with the pedals even most of the time, but it gets me in trouble when on the I'm bicycle. Tight, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, if you when you start to get good, you really want to be working those pedals back and forth. It, it it improves the riding so much on a bike. But yeah, it's funny just hearing you talk about the road that you did today because it sounds super sick. And then I think about like what I would have to do to take that road, and it would be like two days, dude. It would be at least two days. <laughs> yeah, it'd be like it two would be days. At least two days. I'm just like, yeah, it sounds super sick. I mean, like, I ah. would be in with two days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, it's like you, you don't get places as 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 quick, but that's kind of like the reward to it. No, I you know I get. I was down. thinking about it on my yeah. ride yesterday. Not as much. Well, I thought about it today and how much it would suck to be on that road. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yesterday, I was like, I could see fucking going on a bicycle trip like that dude straight up like because i you know i've done the motorcycle i'm familiar with the, with motorcycling and sometimes on the bike dude i just feel a little bit like not challenged enough i'll tell you that straight up like a little bit bored almost you should follow me around straight dude <laughs> I, I i've done some motorcycling i'm not you know like i know i know i'm, I'm sure you ripped dude I we would have a lot of fun myself. we would have a lot of fun there's no there's even, no doubt there's no doubt in my mind, but but for me personally, on a solo trip, yeah, you know, I no, that's fucking challenging. I I like you know when I'm even when I'm pedaling up those hills, dude, and it sucks. I'm like this fucking sucks. I'm saying that in my head, like this fucking sucks. There's something about it to me that is just very. It makes me very present. It makes me feel very, like, in tune with my body, with my mind. And I'm going slow, so it's like everything, and I'm so exposed, you know? I mean, that's what I, that's the idea I like about it, is being exposed and the noise. Like, I, you know, right. I enjoy, I enjoy, you know, what I like about a motorcycle is really feeling the experience, mm -hmm. smelling it, mm -hmm. feeling it yes. on my skin. Yes, absolutely. Well, then if you can hear it, too, as you're like, the birds chirping, because some of those places, when I would turn my bike off, it was loud, <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, dude, the birds today were insane. Yeah. The birds today were insane. So you just get this extra sort of sensory experience when you're on the bike. Um, and I like a really good challenge. And when I'm on the bike, when I'm on the motorcycle, I'm sorry, when I'm on the motorcycle for like a long time, I start to feel like, I don't know, like I'm getting out of shape almost or something. Like obviously you, you when you're dirt biking, it's different. But when you're like bike touring, like motorcycle touring, Sometimes you get in these long stretches where you're just like, I'm not using my body enough, or at least I feel that way. But on the bicycle, I never feel that. I always am tired, like tired at the end of the day. And I love that feeling. I love that feeling of being like tired, like I really fucking did something, like I really did something oh, yeah. with my body. You <clears throat> know yeah, what I mean? Absolutely. So, and that hill yesterday, that big one, uh, you know, dude. where, dude, I was not expecting that. That was a fucking hill, dude. Like. Well, dude, the way you talked about the descent yeah. down to Camp I was like, oh, he's he's mapped all the, he has the whole topo thing figured out. He knows his route. I thought too. I did, though. I thought I did. That because I thought I did. but that And I knew that hill was going to be there, but I did not think it was going to be that big. It was a good one. It was a fucking hill, dude. It yeah. was a and good one. And straight up, dude, the locals, the Colombians, love it, dude. They love it. They dude, were like, I see me. more bikes pedaling uphill than dude, I see going down and, the hills. And, and dude, when all the locals were like passing me, seeing this sweaty fucking gringo mashing his bike up this loaded bike up this steep ass hill, they're honking their horns. They're like waving at me. They love they're giving it. me the thumbs up, yeah. dude. Like, go gringo, go. You know what I mean? So like, awesome. go you fucking sweaty you got, like, gringo. A fucking a cheer team on every hill. Everybody who passes me, they're just like, you know, what? like honking their horns, like dee, 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 you know, like waving, giving me the thumbs up. They loved it. Because um, they're like, they, no one. I love honking at people. Cause yeah, yeah, yeah. 
You don't get to do that back home. No, people will flip you off. They'll get pissed. They're, oh, yeah, they're, yeah. Here, I like it. Takes me. It took me a while. Before, like I didn't do it yesterday. Today, after I got honked at, honked at a bunch of times, I was like, oh yeah, this is good. I got It is a good I thing. Gotta honk at people, dude. Yeah, hon- yeah, yeah. You gotta honk at people because it's it's not like a fuck you honk. Like it happens to be in America so much, but it's more of like a I'm here. You know, like I'm going by you now. Yeah. Hit your horn. A few well, so times. and I wasn't sure about that because my cab ride from the airport to the hostel the other night. Yeah. That's not how he was using his horn. He was using his horn like he was from America. <laughs> so it kind of set me in that, like, yeah, yeah. oh, okay, maybe Columbia. And, and I didn't even think about it, but I know that that, like, you know, I saw that and, you know, he was he was really aggressive. Yeah, yeah. And he was, I mean, he was driving, it was making me nervous, which I like. It's making you nervous. Yeah, when I'm in the car with somebody. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't like it, but at the same time, like, you know. You well, you're not in control. It's that hard, feeling. yeah. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, dude, they love the honking. They love fucking. You know, I'll wave at them and I don't get much at them, but you fucking you honk, honk that horn, the horn and they're at all about and they're it. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, straight up. Especially when they're like staring at me in confusion. And then I honk at them and they're like, yeah. You know, like they go from a deadpan, weird look to excited. Yeah, yeah. They God, f- I, I think just like people around here just love loud shit, quite honestly. Like, love loud music, like loud noises, like even this. The hotel we're staying in now, like, she showed me this room. It's, like, right on the street. Like, really, really loud. You know what I mean? Like, my she room is fucking loud. Like she was She's like, like, look at this good room. Like, yeah, look at this good room, too. Like, show me. You get a great view of the street. And, like, oh, dude, it's so loud in this room. Like, holy fucking shit. And she's, like, all about it. And then, like, this morning, they just, in that Viennese town, they just, at, like, 8 o'clock, all of the loudspeakers in that little square came on. And they just started playing, I don't know if it was like the Colombian anthem. No, they did. Or what it was, no, but they, they just did. started like blasting it, dude, blasting it. It was like, I'm in my hotel room and I could hear it. It was so fucking loud. And like everyone's, and then like when you ride a bus, they crank the music. Or when you're in like some of these restaurants, the music is so loud. Um, it's funny, dude. It's funny. They like it loud. They, lo- right. they like it loud. That town, I, that town Campbell, it wasn't, I mean... You know, it was all right. Yeah. It wasn't. It's a stop. It's, it's a, a it's stop. A stop. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes I like that. There were some hotels I saw today. I was just like, I can't even believe there's a fucking hotel here. Yeah. You know? like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then some of the places I saw, like, what's crazy is on that road I was on. Yeah. I got to a certain point, maybe after like an hour and a half of just fucked roads. Like, yeah. Where I hadn't been seeing trucks very much. Where the the restaurants and stuff like just didn't have signs no like, no signs they're just red and blue chairs out in front of yeah, a like, building like there's like yeah. yeah we don't need signs here you yeah. know like, if you can't there's no I, I, I was I was trying to think when the last time somebody rode down that road from where I where I started and where I finished like just did the whole thing yeah because I don't think it happened because there was a stretch in the middle where like there wasn't any traffic you know where it's like you either come from this way or you come from that way. Yeah. There's not a lot of people that go all the way through this road. You know, like, when's the last time, especially a fucking gringo did it? You know, if Years? ever. Yeah. I mean, dude, yeah. that road. I mean, unless you're looking to get something from the source. Yeah. You know? Right. Which I'm sure people do come down right. here looking to get something from yeah. the source. Well, that's why that's the thing I started skeptical. thinking, like, this is like a farming <laughs> This is, shit's being grown down here, you know, like, 
what you know are they were they growing coca out there i don't know you know like it definitely would have been a great place to do it you know right yeah i don't know if you come back though <laughs> you know if you well, go I mean, by a coke farmers, farm i don't know they nah, the farmers you know like they're just I don't yeah, think I don't that know. I think if you rode by a coke farm, they would it would not be a very good reception. I think you would be in trouble. I, th- I don't know if they'd let you leave. It's a big deal. I think that shit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's, it's not chill. But I don't think it. I don't think it could be like that with you just the so? farmers. You know, because the farmers are just growing the shit. You right. Know? It's like, right. You know, they. Like, if you rode through fast enough, you'd probably be okay. You know, but yeah, someone I mean, with if an authority. authority I think if I stopped you, at one of them. <laughs> he'd be fucked. Yeah. He'd be totally fucked. Yeah. I think, yeah, most of that shit is, is like in the Amazon. And it probably wasn't like directly off the road I was on. Right. But I'm saying, I could see fucking thousands of acres right. of shit being of grown. Of shit being grown, You know, yeah. like, dude, it was fucking insane. I right. never seen anything like it. Yeah. And it's like, man, all this used to be rainforest. Right. You know, like this used to be, they came in. And then I could see spots where they were clearing, where they're like, had just freshly cut, you know, fucking Getting 60 ready. They're acres. expanding. Expanding. Yeah. Yeah. It's wild. It's like, is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? I mean, at least they're expanding with plants. In America, I mean, def- we just expand with concrete. Yeah. I mean, you know? there's, a, there's a huge deforestation issue in Colombia, and it's funny because, like, so, like, the FARC, who were, like, the communist guerrillas that held control of so much land in Colombia for so long... They signed like this uh, peace agreement back in 2016, and they've disbanded quite a bit, uh, which seems good. But in effect of their occupation of so much of this like Amazonian territory, was that they preserved this this natural ecosystem. You know, like you couldn't come in and cut down trees and build a farm because the, the rebels were in there. Um, and since they're disbanding, you know, it's opened up this entire territory for people to come in and. And, and, and farm and build towns and exploit it for whatever their reasons are, oil. Um, and previously, the rebels really? were all... Really? That's wild. Isn't so that because crazy? Because the rebels have disbanded. Yeah, it's, a, it's a, given the opportunity for more expansion into those areas and therefore deforestation. Um, that's Yeah, it was like one of the unexpected consequences of, of this peace agreement was, the, uh, was deforestation. What other research did you do before you came down here? Dude, I read a whole fucking... I read some books, dude. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. I was into it. I love history. I love researching a place before I go see it. Um, I mean, here in Columbia, I hear that they don't even teach history in the schools because it's just so gruesome. They're like, we don't even really want to tell you kids what's happened here I mean, Columbia's had a really interesting history. I mean, like, it's definitely been a lot of, like, liberal versus conservative controversy that's led to... You know, uh, some violence for sure, but the big portion of violence was in the 40s to like the 60s, La Valencia, uh, which that was horrible. You know, it was like a, it was pretty much a civil war. It wasn't like technically a civil war, but it was pretty much like a civil war. That's how bad the conflict was. A lot of people died. And it was like, the, that was pretty much the last liberal president was uh, right before then. I think the last liberal president was like in the 30s. And then a conservative president took over, and then a a liberal candidate was assassinated. And it was, like, many, many years of intense violence between, like, landowners and uh, people in, in like, the elite, you know what I mean? Like, people who had money. Um, 
landowners, I'm sorry, uh, landowners and peasants, I should say, people who work the land and people who own the land. And they got to the point where the Colombian government actually bombed a certain stretch of, of uh, land where they knew that communists were, were sort of like uh, gaining power. Uh, it was like near the Amazonas. Uh, there was like a, a group of people who were embracing communism. They were in their own right sort of like taking over the land that they thought was theirs and starting a revolution. And they actually came through and they bombed the entire area. And that's where FARC started. That's where the, the rebels were born was in that extremely aggressive uh, act uh, to a country's own people. Yeah. And, that's, and the FARC was, was uh, kind of created out of that resentment from that. And FARC's the rebel force he's the rebel force of the communists yeah communists and then you have paramilitary which are like the extreme opposite you know like they represent uh nationalism they represent you know uh the military and structure uh and, and but they're not part of the but state they're not part of the state and not part of the state and in fact this conflict is still going on today even though there's a ceasefire so it's it's really been a lot safer in colombia since 2016 it was a huge ceasefire um, but even today, uh, uh, Mauricio, the gentleman I was talking to, was saying that here, in this town, Honda, there were rebels that were, uh, were causing trouble, essentially, who were uh, part of this rebellious faction who made the area not safe. And he visited this area uh, back in March, I think he said, and he said that it was like a whole thing in the town was like, do not go out at night right now because there are gorillas in the area and you know they are poor usually and they'll, they'll make strikes they'll you know you know they'll rob you they'll kidnap you whatever it is and the paramilitary actually came in and assassinated them all so the paramilitary came in and, and killed all of the gorillas and he says the town is actually much safer and so I asked him I was like so does that mean the paramilitary is like good you know because there's like all these dangerous people and they came here and got them all out of here right and he said he's like no absolutely not the paramilitary you know, they'll be nicer to like gringos because, you know, they represent, gringos represent money, paramilitary represents nationalism. They like this idea of money and they don't have any problem with gringos. Um, but generally speaking, their presence brings a whole, you know, vibe of violence, of corruption. They're all funded through like cocaine. They're funded through all these like illegal means uh, themselves. Even though they don't represent the state, they, they kind of think they do. They like to believe that they do. Yeah where the, parent, the, uh, the FARC, the rebels, represent the people. Um, and it's still something that is, is, is going on today, um, but it's got a long, crazy history, dude. Colombia is very crazy. <coughs> so today, I saw, you know, mainly the police force was on bikes, two up, yep. yellow vests, yellow yep, bikes. totally. See some of the yellow cars. Yep. And then, at the end of the day, I saw a bunch of dudes with machine guns walking down the road in camo. Yeah, that's the military police. Those are the military. They didn't have any markings. Yeah. There was no, like... Yeah, yeah. But, those, I mean, but they were... It was a uniform. It wasn't like... And they'll have bigger guns. They had way bigger guns. They had way bigger guns. And they were... Yeah. Dude, they were on a stretch of road on foot where... Did they walk up this whole, like... Yeah, you what know, are you like, doing here? Yeah, what, you know. Yeah, like, straight up. Is there a Humvee fixing to come through? Like, how are you fucking... I think there was, like... There's and, two over uh, and here. I, There's I mean, five of them. And I mean, may, who knows? Maybe they are part of like a paramilitary faction, you know, and they, they certainly could be. I don't know. I mean, I imagine that the, the, if the paramilitary is involved with the drug trade, mm -hmm. then, you know, they're, they're some of the fucking actual military 
probably working for him. You know, as much. Oh, money absolutely, as involved, dude. You know? Absolutely, like, there's so much money and politics and ideologies tied up in in this situation that the lines are never. They're fine. They're very fine lines, and often they're blurred between say, what they're is. They're not real crisp. They're not crisp lines, dude. Yeah. They're very, you know, it's, everything's tied up in everything else, and uh, it's very hard to say. And he, uh, Mauricio, actually told me he's like, yeah, the paramilitary is like usually pretty good towards gringos, but they've actually found gringos who have joined FARC before, and it's it's always like national news, you know what I mean? Like when I'm. And the paramilitary has killed white people who have like ideologically aligned. Yeah, who with, are like, coming down here and like trying to help yeah, those people. Yeah, exactly. You know, so it's like you know, always be on your toes. Even with the paramilitary, yeah. usually they won't give you shit, but you know, they have reason to sometimes. Maybe he's like, just avoid them. <laughs> you know, it's just like. So, what do you know about this election that's fixing to happen? The election is interesting. Um, you know, uh, I had no clue of this until I got that message today. Yeah, and the guy that sent me that message. Works at the HD Harley Davidson dealership of Bogota. Yeah, and you know he told me I'm just going to relay the message so people know what I got it. What it say? Don't go out on Saturday or Sunday because there will be rebels, or there'll be. Did he say rebels? He said making strikes. There'll be, there'll be people, people making, making strikes, strikes on rural rural roads. Pretty much, he saw the roads I was on, and he was like, "Yeah." I, I took it as though there's going to be somebody out there trying to get the farmers to go vote. Or like you know, yeah. or stopping them from voting. That that would seems accurate. You know, like um, hey, because that road I was on today, you set up one fucking roadblock on there, and there's a lot of people that ain't getting out of that motherfucker. You right. Know? Exactly. Like, so if they couldn't go vote this weekend because there's a roadblock. Right. Right. Yeah, I know that the the candidates. It's it's sort of this um, pretty. Trend, it's a trending representation of the polarization in politics right now. You know, you have this extremely liberal candidate um, who, if he's elected, he is very popular. And if he's elected, he will be the first liberal, liberal candidate in Colombia since the 30s. Very fucking big deal. He, you know, is outspoken. He's for the people. He has a uh, black Colombian woman as his vice president the first time ever, it's a big deal. And then on the opposite side, you have this conservative candidate who is like a Trump-esque type character who's very outspoken, very, you know, rude, says things untraditional, does not have a history in politics. Um, and it's very similar in the US too, where if you go to the cities, you see a lot of Petro, uh, Petro posters. Petro is a liberal candidate, so he's- That's how I was gonna ask you. So is this Petro and Rolfo or? Rolofo. Rolofo. Yeah, so Petro is a li liberal candidate and you'll see his poster. He actually, I think is from Kunda, I think he's from this department actually. So you, I don't know if you noticed, but down the street here in Honda, there's a giant like poster with his face on it. And it almost looks like a campaign center, like it's a building, you know, his face is like on a poster on, on the building, uh, people going in and out. Um, so I think he is from this area. And then the other uh, candidate, Rodolfo, I believe is his name, um, very conservative. Uh, and we'll see, I was really hoping that the election would be over by the time I got here, because they did have an election back in uh, May, the end of May. Uh, but, you know, if one candidate doesn't get more than 50% of the votes, it goes into a runoff, and the runoff is slated for this weekend on Sunday. Um, 
And I asked Mauricio, I, I texted him, and I asked him about the uh, situation. situation, and he says not to worry. That's what he said. He said, you know, I'll go travel, go do whatever. You should be okay. That's what, that's what he told me. So he's, I said not no. to worry, and he's like, yeah, if you really wanted to be safe, he's, he said go to a small town. Um, but he said otherwise it shouldn't be a problem. So that's funny. This guy made it seem like the it, this, opposite. It, yeah, I like, think. Don't go to. We well, didn't see. He just said go to some place and stay there. Just yeah, wherever I don't it is. think that's. I think that's. No, I don't think that's unwarranted. Like information, I think it's good advice. Yeah. Um, it just kind of depends. But yeah, it's it's a big deal, man. It's funny. Like in Mexico, depending on who you ask, is what kind of answer. Like. Yeah. You know, is this road safe to go on? You know, you talk to one person, he's like, fucking no. You right, know, stay right. away from that. And then you talk to another guy, he's like, oh, you'll be fine. You yeah. know, like, it all depends on their response. Like, if you ask someone, like, hey, is this area down here safe? And they go, oh, yeah, hands up in the air, like, oh, yeah, it's fine. You know, like, you're probably good. But if someone goes, eh, yeah, you know, they yeah. go, like, eh, yeah. yeah. And they kind of, like, shrug their shoulders, like, yeah, yeah. You know, if they go like that, then it's like, okay, maybe it's not so fine. I you always know? think it's fine. I, I'm kind of the same way. Where I mean, I, I do like, I do believe that this is a situation, you know, but I always have that instinct, like, that kind of shit never happens to me. Yeah. You know, like, but at the same time, I'm like, you know, not that I don't want, not that I don't want, I don't want it to happen to me, but I'm also like, you know, if it happens, I feel like there's a way to maneuver around said yeah. situation, yeah. you know, like. Yeah, just be smart. I'm not going to, like, if somebody does show up and try and put up a roadblock with guns, I'm not going to go, you know, well, I might. I mean, I, you know. You'll assess the situation. Assess the there. situation, yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's I don't know what I'll I, do, but. That's kind of how I feel about things, too, is I'm more like, I'll give it a go. Like, if it's obvious, and I've done, I've done my research, I've done my homework, and it's, like, obvious, like, don't fucking do it, I'm not going to fucking do it. But, like, you know, sometimes you get these situations where people are, like, some people are scared and say no, and then other people are like, totally fine, just go. I'm more on like the side of like, I'll just, I'll just go. Because I'd rather not let fear be this thing that like... Yeah. Because some, some people are just scared. Like, they're just scared of everything. You know? Like, even in Colombia, like, yeah. you know, some people are just... Like, I told one... Even in Colombia? People even, are scared in yeah, Colombia? Yeah. Shocker. Like, I told this one woman last night in V&E that I'm traveling by bicycle, and she was like, oh, that's very dangerous, you know? Yeah. But then I tell somebody the day before, you know, and they're, like, stoked, you know? Yeah. Or Mauricio, I was, like, stoked. He's like, dude, you're going to have so much fun. You're so much beautiful country. It's that 1%. It's that, it's yeah. That 1% is out there. Yeah, they're out there. There's a risk, you know? And even Mauricio is like, there's a risk, you know? What you do with that risk is up to you, um, you know? And that's a really important thing to realize is that, you know, risk is all about your perception and how you handle it. I mean, here's the deal. What I was thinking about today is like, this may be the last time that it is this safe in Colombia for a, a while. It's a window. There's a window. You know, this is this could be a yeah. window that we're in. Yeah. It could be ending this weekend. Exactly. You know, it could could be like, dude, get to fucking Ecuador. Right. That could be my next move is like just right. go. Right. You know, and I'm trying to go to Guatape tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Guatape. 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 Yeah. Uh, you know, and I figure Saturday morning when I wake up, you know, if, if I need to think staying in Guatape is a good idea, yeah. which it might be, you right. know, I started thinking like that rock's going to be crowded on Saturday or Friday. But maybe not because there's an election. You know, maybe yeah. the people are fucking distracted, you know? I know that the next... 
couple days for me, I gotta fucking do this big ass climb. I gotta pretty much get over the mountain range <clears throat> into the next valley to get to Manizales. And you know, in my head, I'm just like, I really don't wanna wait in Honda for three days for this election to be fucking over. I need to get this climb done. So I, I don't think about it anymore. So I'm just gonna fucking do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm gonna be up in the mountains. Um, if something happens, yeah, maybe maybe it'll fucking happen. I don't know. You know, I'm always accepting of that, but I'm not going in, into it ignorant. Yeah. You know what I mean? I know that there's an election. I've asked someone local about it. You know, um, I'm not participating in, in any sort of like political thing that anyone would like give me shit about. You know, I'm just passing through. So I, I don't think I'm gonna let it stop me. Yeah. Um, but then again, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. We'll figure. We'll find out. But I'm pretty sure it's okay. You know. Well, I mean, I think that. It yeah, it is until it isn't. You know, yeah, you know and like, then you figure it out. Yeah, so. and then you figure it out. And yeah, like, you may, you may be on one of those roads where they're like, no, we're fucking. And not you know, when I'm, in, go and when I'm in Bogota, I'm walking around, and yeah, I could get fucking robbed. You know, like people do get robbed. I know it, but I also could be totally fucking fine. Yeah. You know, so I don't know. Well, I look forward to uh, hearing how this journey ends for you. Yes, thank you, man. How it thank continues. You. I don't think it's going to end. You know, it's just going to keep going. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, same for you, man. Same for you. Thanks for sitting down and doing this with me. Let's go get some food now. Let's go. Try and find a place to play Tejon. Dude, let's go do some exploding uh, cornhole. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, good to meet you, man. Thank you. Excellent. Bitchin'. Dude, so right now, Sean is currently, he's back in the States now. He's fucking rolling around, camping in his fucking F-250 camper rig. And, uh, man, I got to see him once more after that sit-down we had when we recorded this podcast. I wish we would have recorded another one. He turned me on to this bitchin' fucking hostel in the middle of a coffee farm where I actually recorded one of the recaps. So, super rad, dude. And I look forward to, you know, doing another trip with Sean, man. It was a good time. And, uh. Dude, I can't, I can't thank Sean enough. I'm telling you, that first day, I don't know what it was, but I was just, like, in the rain. I had been doing, like, I had been doing the office work that they were supposed to do to get my bike into the country. And I don't know. I don't know. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't, like, whatever it was, meeting Sean, like, Dude, it just it just flipped a switch, and I'm forever grateful. So, thank you, sir. Um, what else we got? MCShopTees.com, DangerDanceTalkShop.com. Make sure you just sign up at DangerDanceTalkShop.com for the Patreon. That is how you will get a chance at winning Virginia City Roundup tickets. I've got $100 gift cards to Lowbrow. And, uh, man, dude. Fuck, I might even update it one day and show you a different picture. Have a wonderful day.